Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Oh boy, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's episode 45 of the Mark Order podcast. It's very spooky, very nice, very evil on this Wednesday night. We do have the full crew tonight, uh, but you can see Matt's video's not there. I got to go eat my chicken melonese, bro. I was going to say what you were going to do. You know what, though? I don't trust you to say because in the past when I have not been here, you have slandered my good name. I was a lumberjack. Mm -hmm. I was jacking off pizzas. Uh, I don't know if I said jacking off pizzas, but that's a good one. I'll write that down for next time. Put that in your uh, scratch pad. I will. Well, Matt, go eat your chicken milanese. We'll see you back in a little bit. Yeah, boy. Right, let me stop this. Oh, my God. Uh, so Matt will be back. We've got Kate back with us. I'm here. Patient Zero Cubed uh, is back with us. Three, three-time COVID champion of the world. Oh my Kate God. Ryan, Ryan oh. Schlong's here. Who's over your shoulder, Ryan? Oh, this is the famous masochist backyard wrestler, Tony Scamboni. Hold on. Let the world see him. M-B-Dub. M-B-Dub. Scamboni. M-B-Dub. My God. Look at that guy. At least he not- was a, a rival to the champion, the maniac. Probably. Uh, at least it's not the Brian Kendrick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, why can wrestling companies not simply Google people before hiring them? Well, we'll talk about the Brian Kendrick, but let's let's ease into it. The nonsense. My God. Let's ease into it. So Kate's back. Ryan's here again. I'm here. Uh, Matt will be joining us. Uh, Kate, how are you feeling this week? I'm feeling much better. I am still very tired, but I am doing all right. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Um, so, uh, so Kate, for those who don't know it, I mean, you put it on Twitter, so we should just say you said three-time COVID champion. You got COVID a third time. I did. Um, because twice wasn't good enough. No, uh, you know what? I had to go back better. for a rematch. Yeah, that's right. Three is better than two. The COVID stable, I have to beat everybody in, apparently. So I had to beat Delta, Omicron. I had to beat the OG. It's part of my responsibility. <laughs> well, Kate, I'd like to tell you, I'm happy to be part of your stable, but I'm a one-time COVID champ. So, Kate... Wednesday was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got COVID. So I was like, oh, I was with Kate 
over the weekend. Maybe I should just get tested out of an abundance of caution. I was with Kate and all the mouth breathers at GCW. <laughs> so um, I said, let's go get tested. Uh, so I went and got tested Thursday, took the old rapid test. And uh, Mrs. Money was with me, popped a posse on the rapid. So I said, you know what? Let's just make sure. Let's go. Let's run this back. Let's do a PCR. Sure shit. Two days later, that PCR said I was positive. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Uh, well, and then I should also go on to mention. So let me finish this story out for you, Kate and Ryan. Um, so Mrs. Money, like I said, was with me uh, Thursday. Um, she was negative. So we came home. And uh, we get home and baby money uh, was um, not feeling well, like he rapidly deteriorated. So Gina said, shit, let's take him and get tested. He was positive. So baby money was positive. And so um, I quarantined myself in this room, uh, slept here, worked here, uh, and then Monday... Uh, Mrs. Money and uh, Mrs. Money's mom went to get tested and both popped positive. So this is a fully COVID house. I'm happy to report my 10 days is up uh, Friday. Woohoo! So we're good. And Mrs. Money is also 10 days up on Friday because she said Wednesday she started kind of feeling not that great. She thought maybe it was just a cold. So um, so we'll be uh, in Atlantic City next week, uh, Kate and Ryan. Sorry to tell you i'll still be there yay um actually we'll still be there i shouldn't leave mrs money out we're both gonna be in atlantic city booked our room got a nice little suite hell yeah um and uh yeah so uh so it's been uh i don't want to say fun it's been interesting eventful because... it's been an eventful week well, I'll say this, Ryan. Remember two or three weeks ago at this point when we, you and me, did a show and we were like, "This has to be quick," because you had a you had a migraine, and I said, "I'm starting to feel like shit." So, um, I tested that week, and it wasn't COVID. And I thought for sure because I had a fever, I had the chills, I was achy. I was like, "This is COVID for sure." Somehow, I got it. Did not have it. Um, and then this time I felt actually okay and I had it. So, I mean, if you're going to get it, you'd be better off feeling okay in getting it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I obviously didn't really want to spread it to the entire house, but it's hard when you have a four-year-old like who, yeah, it's impossible. You know, they want to hug you and, you know, give you kisses all the time. Like it's impossible. Um, but you know. We're all almost through it. Uh, Baby Money probably did uh, good for his friends in preschool because it shut down his classroom for a week. Uh, (laughs) You know, so it was like kids must have loved it. The parents must have hated it. But, you know, unless anybody is listening, they won't know. I got to be honest. I had it three times. I still wouldn't recommend it. No, no, I wouldn't do it if I were you. Don't. I wouldn't be like, you know what? I'm going to go get COVID. I would not. Well, here's the thing, Kate. I'm, I really am putting in a call to the CDC for you because you've had the vaccine. They don't know what the boosted. fuck they're doing. You've had the vaccine. You've been <laughs> boosted. And now you've had it three times. And not only have you had it three times, you've been symptomatic every yeah. time. 
and you've had side effects to the boot to the shots every time yep. something is going on with your body where you are literally a magnet for covid and covid symptoms so you need to be studied well they did say that when i got it the first time because i was like so ahead of the curve um that that was like made you more susceptible to getting it um like down the line because the time between variants had lapsed so long that like uh it wasn't you, like you've got a vaccine you've been boosted your immune system should be like on overdrive yeah but way. it's just like so there's competing i don't want to talk about it. i'm so fucking sick of talking about covid and feeling like i have covid but like there's also been trends that have said that, like, if you get it once, it's worse the second and third time. Like, the, it's all over the place. Like, it's still all very new and inconsistent. But I'm just glad to be feeling better. Though, I gotta be honest, I was, like, very excited for tonight because I have to watch a lot of bad wrestling during the week for my job. And I was like, Wednesday is good wrestling night. And I was like, I did not feel like this was that good of an episode. Well, that's your fault for watching the other garbage. Uh, but hey, that's, paid, the, baby. that's the gig. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's the gig. Uh, you've put yourself in that position. That is true. Um, yeah, I, I'll say this. Uh, I don't recommend anybody purposely go out and get the vid. Um, like I said, it didn't. I didn't feel terrible this time. I, I had a little bit like mild congestion maybe had a light fever the first day or something, but I took some Tylenol and it knocked it out. Um, uh, but I will say this, I lost taste and smell for like three days. Um, did you? That's the one thing that has never happened to me this entire time. I did, but it came on after like, it came on like on the third day. Like it wasn't like immediately I lost taste and smell, but it was like maybe on the third day, like I woke up the third day and uh, I jumped in the shower and I was like, this soap doesn't smell as strong as I thought it would. And then by like mid morning, I was like, yeah, it's all gone. Smell, taste, can't do anything. Man. So um, it's it's weird. You know, you can't taste anything. But like I, I would eat something spicy and feel like the spice. But I'm yeah. like, I can't taste anything. That's um, so weird. So it was weird. But it's all coming back to me now. Um, just but like Celine said. Yep. Back. Yeah, but hey, listen, you do you. Go out and get vaccinated, boosted, do all those things, protect yourself. I don't want to. I don't want it the fourth time. So if y'all could prevent it from like being another variant, that would be nice. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, Joe Rogan, cool it. We don't want to get kicked off uh, Spotify here. (laughs) But anyway, so that's what's been going on. Ryan, how have you been uh, doing? uh covid free i suppose yeah i mean when you don't really go anywhere it's hard to catch it um though i do go to the flyers yeah i do but talk about mouth behind me but like we're in our own row so i'm ignoring that so we're in our own row (laughs) he said talk about mouth breathers not ignore about mouth breathers I mean, who knows? Uh, There's a chance maybe I had it at some point, but you never know with this because unless you get the symptoms, you're not testing. See, this is why I'm sad that I gave Matt Cruz, director Mike, because I think he would have some very helpful information. 
No, I think he would have very bad information for this. I think as a cruise director and a figurine who is in no way related to anybody who might have bad information. Well, he would know right. everything there is to be up on like information wise. I have my doubts. I'm just saying. All right. Well, he is a cruise director and he's not the lead singer of a band who decided to play a giant biker rally in the height of COVID. So he might have good. No, his name is Mike, for God's sake. Yeah, he might have good uh, information, Schlong. We can't doubt it. But of course, Kate gives away the gimmick and now it's gone forever. What are you? I'm protecting the business, if anything. And Rob, stop. Knock it off with this perpetuating this narrative that we don't invite Ryan places. I'm over it. It's not no. true. It's a lie. I'm sick of all of the lies. Nothing but dare lies. you. How dare you? Invited constantly. Don't constantly. invite me anywhere. And now you try to say we're lying about it. It just hurts. You're a uh, kid. I can't believe he's actually staying over in Atlantic City. I know. I thought he would have been like, like, yeah, like the person out. he replaced. Yes. Just like, just, just after um, shows yes out of there immediately fantastic normally that is me ding ding the see you only, later I, I will say why i did not is simply because of the season i was not sure what the weather would be like so also, driving don't be home a nerd hang out in atlantic city it's gonna I am be a fun nerd. it's wednesday nerd. night yeah i'm saying so i know what that means that's right but I just feel like driving home at 1 a.m. if it's icy and stuff seemed like a bad call. Well, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, there's Rude Did you Boy finish Matt. dinner already? Yeah. You're a hey, beast. Hey, Matt. Fucking you... chicken melanese, man. Come on. Let's Matt, go. your name is listed as Rude Matt. We were talking about the fact that uh, I got COVID from the mouth breathers at GCW. Uh, that's, but It's a shame. Um, your name uh, here tonight is Rude Matt. Do you want to expand on that? Do you need to get anything off your chest? No. Okay. It's not worth Just my time. Ignore. Oh, he's so rude. He's not even going to give it time. Just ignoring it. Stop. <laughs> I had no. to put a hat on because my hair is atrocious. Oh, come on. At least you have hair. Oh, what are we drinking? Some ciders. I hope that guy that tuned in to listen to Kate two weeks ago tunes in again, hears me drinking and says something about it. You fucking hand job. I'm going to eat a cookie later, too. So go fuck yourself. How do you like them apples? Wait a minute. You weren't supposed to tell people uh, what uh, you were eating. We were going to make a gimmick out of that. I mean, there's tons of food downstairs. Don't worry. I got my wife went snack crazy. I got Cheez-Its. I got cheese and crackers. I might eat something healthy. Maybe I'll put something raw in my mouth. I don't know. We'll get crazy. (sighs) That's usually what you do. That. Look, it's looking like I'm off tomorrow because it's going to be a rainy Tuesday, Thursday, whatever fucking Thursday. day of the week it is. Fucking Thursday, dude. Don't give me Tuesday. Tuesday Blues Day. Oh, my God. I showed up and I just fucking ruined the whole show, didn't I? No, no. we we haven't even talked wrestling yet. Uh, So it's fun. Ryan. Ryan, how you holding up over there, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for asking, Matt. I know it's been a very I don't know if you guys talked about this because I was eating dinner, but Ryan's had a lot on his plate this week with the with the website and fucking Nah. We're not talking. We don't need to talk about that. Yelling and screaming at him through text messages. Who's yelling and screaming? Where are the where are the logos? What are you doing? <laughs> All I wanted to know is if he needed artwork. 
he always needs artwork. He is a well, this he is that a was a fantastic impression of Ant, by the way. He's a cultured individual, <laughs> he collects many works of art. I didn't realize that Ant was animal from the Muppets, but here we are. Basically, <laughs> like like the group on South Park, rabble rabble. You almost make Kate do make it come out her nose. Trying. Whatever, as long as it's not COVID, I don't give a fuck anymore. I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You can go away again. Who? You, but I was just making a funny. I'm glad you're here tonight. We're all here. It's a full house again. Yeah, we fucking blew through a show last week. Tonight's going to be a six-hour extravaganza, isn't it? Yeah. Strap in. I'm strapped in, be baby. I don't know. I didn't like this episode, so I don't have, like, a ton to say, I don't think. Oh, she just... Usually well, when you're that on tells is you, when you say more. That's it. Uh, Usually... gimmick. <laughs> she'll be... Uh, she'll be, We'll hear a three-hour diatribe from Kate in a few minutes uh, on what she hated. Uh, and then we'll hear Ryan's counterpoint. Of everything that he loved. Yes. And Matt and I are just going to sit back and twiddle and our thumbs. Matt's just going to eat food. <laughs> <laughs> eat food. I'll sit here uh, and just uh, figure out what to do next. Uh, but I guess, guys, should we um, should we discuss some wrestling? Um, Wait, what were you guys talking about before I jumped in? Uh, literally, like I said, getting COVID. Uh, and the fact that everybody in my house got COVID now and that uh, Kate uh, was putting down uh, Rob Humphrey because he's still perpetuating the fact that Ryan doesn't the go truth. anywhere because he isn't uh, invited. Uh, and then we were talking about how we couldn't believe that Ryan was actually staying over in Atlantic City next week. Yeah. Hey, Rob, are you going to be in Atlantic City on Wednesday? Probably not. All right. So if it, if it's like... If you, don't, if you don't see it, then it's not real, right? So we're going to have to listen to this bullshit every week. Ryan didn't go to it. I'm going to take 100 pictures with fucking schlong. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope it's so many, like, white girl it's selfies. It's, getting, it's just going to be candid photos. He's not even going to know I'm taking them. So many, yeah. like, duck face photos. Just to, just to have proof that he was there. Yeah. I don't know where this narrative came from. I, I fucking hate it. Yeah, I know. Sad it's boy stupid. Ryan. He's an attention whore. Sad boy, rude boy. <laughs> Unbelievable, this fucking guy. Both sad no, and rude, rude better boy. than what proud. Tell you about rude boy. Come here, rude boy, boy. Won't you give it up? Come here, rude boy, boy. No, Come I have on, zero boy. child pornography pictures on my cell phone. Don't call me rude boy. It's unacceptable. You know what? Fuck it. I'm changing my name. For those of you who aren't familiar, there was a wrestler named Rude Boy Riley on the independent scene who uh, got busted for child porn. I think if we're bringing up child porn, it's good to create some clarity. Eric F says, we need a schlong was in Atlantic City thread on the Wizards Discord. No, we don't. No. He's like a flat stand. not fucking Where's Waldo. And half of those pictures would just be him sitting in his desk chair in his apartment. Or condo. I don't know where you live. I just assume it's an apartment. In the woods. Well, that's even creepier. Wait, I'm in it if Ryan dresses in his striped shirt. Like, if he dresses the Waldo gimmick, I'm all for that. (laughs) The problem is, 
well, actually, at a wrestling show, I might be able to blend in. Normally, I'm a big guy. It's hard to blend in. But at a wrestling show, I kind of fit in re- really well. I yeah, you're that... one in a million in the crowd at a wrestling show. Trust me. It's a lot of big dudes. One in a million. It's a song from Miss Congeniality. Nobody? No. no. Nope. Is that a Sandra Bullock vehicle? That is a Sandra Bullock vehicle. <laughs> Don't ask me why I know that. I want to know why you called it a vehicle, but... I want to know why you said Bullock. Sandra Bullock? Bullock? Bullock. Why do I say anything? I don't know! I don't know! Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, did Tony's watching. Has he seen this beauty behind you, Ryan? I don't know. We'll have to show it off again. You're going to have to duck out of the way there, buddy. Oh, who's that? Oh, my God. Look at that MBW sex kitten. This fucking slob of a human being (laughs) is... Shining Wizards Tony, solar plexus instep nose groin. Yes. Sing. S I N G. And then he went on the DDP yoga. Now he looks like he does on Monday nights, but <laughs> not good. No, he looks a lot better than that. He fucking, I'm surprised he made it this far in his life. <laughs> Dude, look, I'm in no position. I just started doing DDP yoga again. I have a picture from when I lived in the house in Fairfield with everybody of a party, Tony playing rock band. He looks like fucking Uncle Fester. He was big. Like, big. And Homeboy is killing it now. He's in great shape. I mean, minus minus the fact that when he takes his shirt off, he looks like Bigfoot. He is killing it. Is he training for his WrestleMania moment? I just want him to have another wrestling moment, like an ECPW return, but I don't think the wife is going to let that happen. What about just an MBW return? When is the reunion show? There's you, no. The fact that we can all still walk is. <laughs> let's just leave it at that, man. All right. No. Hey, Get the I band back together. Shouldn't be doing moonsaults off of rock walls, okay? No, I guess not. Not off a of rock wall. What are you thinking? Or, a- did you guys find the actual painful way to apply the submissions like my friends did? We knew how to put them on each other to make them painful, but we didn't try to hurt each other. Oh, we did. We were like, no, we know you shouldn't, but we're going to. No, we had a we kind of, I'm not going to say we knew what we were doing, but we knew not to really hurt each other. I'm not saying we didn't ever accidentally hurt each other. I think, you're, I think you're missing the point. We knew not to do it. We just decided it was more fun to. <laughs> I think well, Matt, you guys are assholes. I think Matt's saying mm-hmm. they hurt each other emotionally. Yeah. They really hit each other where it hurts in the in the soul. Um. So, uh, I I don't know, uh, why, but uh, how'd you guys like the Forbidden Door opening at uh at the Royal Rumble? Huh? What a Forbidden Door opening! Uh, I thought it was cool. It's a cool moment for Mickey James. I thought it was oh, very man. cool that they let her come out with the title on into her Impact theme. That was cool. And uh, how about the rest of it? What do you guys think? Trash fire. Absolute absolute trash fire. I would rather watch my cat throw up a hairball and then watch the other two cats try and eat it. I would too. And they're not even my cats. My favorite thing is the fact that in the Shining Wizards Discord, I I clicked on that WWE uh, channel 
and I have it muted because I can't take all the bullshit going back and forth because I don't watch it and I just don't care. But I clicked on it by mistake when I was trying to get into something else and I just saw the wall of updates from the Royal Rumble. I'm so glad I didn't waste my time. It was oh, terrible. You, you and me both. I was thrilled. I was actually, what did we watch Saturday night? I think we finished Agent Carter. Wasn't Howard the Duck? No, that was last night's fiasco. Why And why did you watch Howard the Duck? It's not part of that. She is within earshot, so don't be surprised if she comes running up the stairs. So I don't know how and I don't know why she felt she wanted to watch it. And I watched it as a child. I had it on VHS, so mm-hmm. I watched it many times. With you? Um, and she thought because he is in... Um, no. I, I hear her. She's like got fucking sonar and she has a friend over she's how she knows, behind you how she knows i don't know but she has like fucking sonar all right first of all marky mark Kayfabe, why wouldn't you watch howard the duck from 1980s whatever it's fucking awful okay Terrible. leah thompson knows howard for less than three days she's sleeping with him she's prancing around in her goddamn underwear she's gonna make out with them she's magically created a lifetime of memories in two and a half days and I'm supposed to buy this bullshit, and then she's going to have bestiality sex with him? No! What's wrong with you? It's the dumbest thing. I He's know. anthropomorphic, so is it bestiality? I mean, it is bestiality, but... He wore pants, dude. They, ass- yeah, they he- implied he had a wang. Yeah, but he anthropomorphic means he's human-like. All right, so you got to talk to... Explain to me like I'm five. Don't use fucking big words, dude. Come on, Matt. I don't know what to explain it to me like I'm five. (laughs) What's it? Dude, I played Thunk the other night on Wordle. Okay. It's not a word. (laughs) Then I asked my wife. Quonum. Then I asked my my wife if she has to refill, if she has to put air in uh, in the air pump when she has to fill up her tires. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just heard her. It's an air compressor. I asked her if she has to refill it. You asked if you have to put air in the compressor before you fill your tires and then refill the compressor before you continue to fill your tires? I asked her if it ever ran out of air. Oh, my God. (laughs) We lost Schlong. Schlong down. Money down. Kate doesn't know how to react. Oh my God. This is a person Man. committed their life to me. Like I'm married to her. She is in. <laughs> like this is the dumb <sighs> shit she has to deal with. I literally was like, "Hey, let me ask you a question. When you use the air thing out in the garage, uh, you have to like refill it with air." And she was just like, "You're an idiot." Your you're an idiot. Oh my God. I can only you- assume she just is laughing at you. Oh, like she spent a point. whole bunch of time laughing at me. But, yeah, so but she watching... signed up for the entertainment. I like it. I don't know what she signed up for. Uh, <laughs> Howard the Duck. So we, we're watching the Marvel Universe in order, and for some strange reason, she wanted to watch Howard the Duck. He's not part of that universe. Right, but he shows up in, like, Gardens of the Galaxy, and... It's just been passing. He's not part I of it. I understand, but she's like, we need to... You need to know the origin. There's no origin. There's <sighs> nothing worth knowing there, and it's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, it is. You're right. So bad. So bad. Oh, boy. I mean, Tony. If if I convince someone to marry him, I convince someone to marry me. You can do the same, Eric. If you got it, you got it. Look, just be you, bro. 
Tony Tony Z does explain to you, Matt. Uh, air tanks. Uh, there are air tanks, but compressors don't need to be refilled. Did you think she was using an air tank? No, I the the air the thing. Yeah, but did you not know? Yeah, I think the more you try to give him credit, the worse it's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know the difference between a tank and a compressor? Now you do, I'm sure. Yeah, now I learned. There you knowing, go. knowing is half the battle. That's it. Thank you, GI Joe. Started with playing the word thunk, thunk, and then moved thunk. into that. Did you try and play the word tink? No, he I don't think so. But he but didn't tink it at. My man Milwaukee Tom sent me a fucking care package. They didn't even tell me it was coming. Do you want to show it? Oh, it's over on my desk, and I feel like Jeez. I'm giving you guys like uh like an echo. Is that me? No, no echo. Okay. Uh, he sent me like a nice handwritten letter. Maybe Can you read it? No, he might be a doctor. I don't know what the fuck it says. Um, <laughs> it's a, wife, 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 wife. Can you hand me the, the the stuff that Milwaukee Tom gave me that's on my desk? I just want to say this, Kate Ryan. This this is the guy who said, I'll get up to eat my chicken milanese, but he can't excuse himself for two seconds to go get a package. She threw a Swifter at me. That's smart. Dust off some of those figures you got there. Swiffer, there's no T, she said. Change. He sent me this nice letter. This handwritten note. It was on top of my stuff. It says, okay. what's up, SWP? Hey, guys. Just wanted to send you a quick token of my appreciation. Obviously, appreciate all the... But more importantly, for letting... I, I can't read this. <laughs> Letting me be in your tribe. And this is not a plug, but Nick the guy, the book. It's a, just a really nice thought. He got us a, an autograph rock and roll express picture to the Shining Wizards. Aww. It's just a great thought. It's a great he thought. Gave up on trying to read that right. so quickly. The handwriting is it's rough. Uh, and he sent me this cool, uh, this uh, this AAW, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a bunch of cool photos of a bunch of wrestlers. There's Lee Moriarty. That's very cool. nice. And uh, there's there's Josh Alexander, posing very sexy. Yeah, Myron Reed. So it's cool. It was look. I didn't expect it. I thought it was my uh, my Tony Schiavone book that showed up, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. So it was a very nice surprise. That was very sweet of him. Walkie Tom is a great guy. And I'm not convinced that you know how to read. <laughs> That's true. Kate. Kate. You know what? No, fuck this noise. I'm gonna I'm taking a picture. I'm sending it to all y'all. I'm let, you let me know if you can read this, okay? Continue. Sure. You know well, what Matt mostly. can do is rap. There's no ranking, so there's nothing to wrap. No! When we have this conversation, when you ask for it, I don't want to do it. You don't well, do it anyway, that's so what she I said. might as well ask. It has to be all natural. <laughs> okay? I like fucking Davy Richards' dong picture. You guys check that out yet? I no. chose to opt out of that. Oh, what? Incoming text message. Yeah. I don't need to see Davy Richards. He's, hey got, he's 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 good. He's he's packing something nice. 
just wanted to send you a quick token of my appreciation. Obviously, appreciate all the. Oh. All the what? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's. I'm going to try to. Hey, I can read context. it. You want me to read it? Yeah. You, you can understand that. Yeah, just want to send you a quick token of my appreciation. Obviously, appreciate all the uh, the. This is the one word I can't. Oh, content, but have it more. But more importantly, for letting me into your tribe. And the the this is not a plug, but Nick, the guy on the um on the cover the book on the cover of the book is a friend of, and I think he'd be a good guest. I'm going to. This is where I stopped reading when I asked. Someone took a hiatus, but I'm going to try and get the uh, the, the last sentence is where I lose them. I, I'm, I'm going to try to get the whole book autographed. <sighs> Asian Joe, why they try and read this letter? Milwaukee Tom, so gracious, by the way, but you need you should have typed it. Um, and then you wonder why I was rude, Matt. Uh, Asian Joe, I'm wondering how many bumps Matt took on his head during MBW now. A lot. A lot of hubcap shots, a lot of detour sign shots, uh, a lot of cooler tops. A cooler top doesn't hurt, makes an amazing sound. My brother threw a hubcap at me once, and that stopped our November to dismember pay-per-view special show. Pay-per-view, huh? It was like our big show, and I refused to go to the hospital. Uh, so I just went bowling with a giant gash at the top of my head. That explains a lot. I'm a maniac. I'm I am the maniac. You are the maniac. <laughs> you so Kate helped me mostly translate that last sentence because it is about getting it off riff. It's going to take, and I think he means to say a while, but that word is not while. It looks like I'm a gonna whale. try to get the entire book autographed. Yes. That's what yes. I interpret. Thanks. We got through. We made you it. Mott Spock, Milwaukee Tom. It Several was other it, names. it no no Asian Joe no air compressors to the head. It was a great <laughs> surprise to come home to something from somebody who listens to the podcast, a dear good friend. And you could have the same thing happen to you if you just slide into the Mark Order DMs on Twitter and you request some stickers. Ant Money, super professional. He's sending out these stickers. You get like a welcome to the club uh, introductory letter, and uh, all you got to do is slide in the DMs. You don't got to give us shit. Just slide and be like, yo, homeboys and girls, yo, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, send me some of them fine-ass stickers, son. Are we still trying to make Goldilocks and the Three Bears work? When was it ever not working? That's what I want to know. No, we just never really pushed it. So, I mean, I'm in on it because I thought of it. So, Maybe shirt design. Eric F. said he got his stickers last week. Yes. Oh, look at that! Just sliding them deep, and then you get some mail. It's fun. It's a great way to end your day. I came home. Matt was, loves getting mail. I do. It's my favorite thing. Go down to the mailbox, and it was such a big package that they didn't even leave it in the mailbox. They left it by the front steps. So I went to the mailbox, and there was no mail. And I was like, "Dang, someone got the mail already." Then I went up, up, and I went to put my jackets in the closet, and boom, there was mail. I was like, "Yes." I was like, now I hope I didn't miss MJF and CM Punk. And I didn't because they didn't put it on for us like they usually do with the big matches. So I was like, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And I didn't have to make dinner tonight. So it's a winner, winner, chicken milanese dinner. Truly, a chicken milanese dinner. The maniac! Oh, my goodness. Who has their arm around your shoulder there, buddy? 
That is that's the kid. That's the kid. Yeah. Who's that's, the pa- kid? that's Pat. Yeah. That's Pat. That's Pat. My God. What? Were you a tag title holder in this, or were you a mid card title holder? In this? No, I think it was the champion at this point. Oh dang! Okay, that's like a Riho belt. That's you know what, I... Kate? Never. Well, we you know you gotta start somewhere. Never was a Verona champion. Never was a West Orange champion. Only tag champion and a world champion. Who is your tag team champion partner? Oh God, I think I was ta- I was tag team partners with the Maniac too. Look at that. What was your MBW name? I was the Maniac. Oh, I understand. And then my tag team partner was Maniac too, Yoshimitsu. <laughs> he was from Japan. Like them apples. Your brother was in this too, right? Jelly Nuts was there. Yes, he was. Jelly Nuts. <laughs> man. Oh my god. Oh man. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta send someone on a recon mission to get the tapes. Yes, yes you do. You we do. know who can get those tapes. Tag team champions, the kid and Jelly Nuts. Yeah. That's on the GeoCities website. That is. Yeah, associated. I think they were the last. Uh, I think they were the last tag team champions. Two tits, Kenny. What? Two tits, Kenny. Hero. Nice. What hey, a hero. Boudacious. Fan Matt. man. Asian Joe says that the three bears are anthropomorphic. That would be right. Anamorphic. Because we're animorphs. Oh, anamorphic. Well, they are anthropomorphic. <laughs> I know that much. Oh, this website didn't work. Geosites.ws. Works for me, pal. Geocities. Geocities.ws backslash Papa Squat backslash MPW. Oh, my God. Massacre's the backyard wrestling. I put the link in the, the chat. Yeah, but I don't want to click on it here because it's going to mess up my thing. I like that yeah. there's names like Two Tits Kenny, Johnny Scumbani, and then there's just Randy. <laughs> the yeah, kid, Jelly Nuts, Randy. Randy. You don't know. You don't know about Randy, Kate. I don't know about Randy. What happened here? God of War. Yeah, and that was me too. You were also Randy. I was God of War. <laughs> I should have known the metalhead. Wow, you were Jason Voorhees, essentially. I just wore the mask to the ring. Okay. Who should we look at? Jelly Nuts? Here's you Jelly Nuts. You say that like I went to shows. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I just wore it to the ring, idiot. Uh, oh my god, this GT- is so hard. KK Chaos? He's dead. He's not there. Whoa. Uh, he is. What about uh, uh, J- JT Skugs? Where's the Skugs? You tell me, buddy. There's JT Skuggs. Wow, look at this. He's even got a full write-up. He did his job. He must have. It's not arrogance. It's greatness. He stole that from the <laughs> franchise, Shane Douglas. Did you charge for admission to shows? No, we didn't charge for admission. I was asking. That was silly. How many shows did you guys run, do you oh, think? God. There should be a, a show thing there. Yeah, hold on. Uh, upcoming cards, May twentieth, two thousand. Wow, there's no, there's not a results page. Hold there on. Is. Look at May twentieth, two thousand. Did this ever take place? Double tables. I don't know. What was the card? 
FFB and Johnny Scumbani defend the tag titles in a double tables match against the Maniacs. Right. The Kid and JT Scuggs will put their belts on the line in an MBW unification match. All right. Kirk the Angry Viking will take on Yoshimitsu in a stretcher match. Where where wow. did you guys get a fucking stretcher? <laughs> uh, Chris Flame Chris Flame will take on Johnny Scumbani. He's doing double duty, huh? He was Every, the pro. Everyone was doing double duty, buddy. There will be more matches to come. Stay tuned. Um, How long would you say each event lasted? Oh, hours, dude. See, this Wait a is minute. the problem. Your upcoming to... card is May 20th, 2000, <laughs> and your results is end with 2001. Hey, I didn't. I don't know. It's on my website, bro. Tony Z's was in charge of this shit. I don't even know if the double table show even happened. Oh my Fine, god! Scroll down. Did it show up? My god! The Millennium Massacre. Randy's back. Oh yeah, Randy was a psychopath. <laughs> it's about fucking time. <laughs> We're very, very heavily influenced by ECW. No kidding. I'm gonna go all the way back. Let's see how far this goes. November to dismember. There's no year on it. I'm gonna guess '99. Is that the uh, Is that the show that the match ended? When I got hit in the Let's head. Uh, main event Chris Flame yes. and the Crippler Bob Bowman yep. got the Duke over the kid and the uh maniac due to the fact that the maniac could not continue. Yeah, poor Tony Z rushed, rushed over from the flower shop, and uh, and uh, we were all watching the show, and I was covered in blood. My poor mother, I don't know if any of those things work, they don't. Let's try and Eric wants to know if MBW shows are on DVD like ROH, and they should be. They absolutely no. should be. Well, see, this is what I was going to offer, but now I'm afraid because you said these went on for hours. I was going to say if we got them into a format I could watch, I would give <sighs> reviews on each show. But I don't know if I can dedicate oh. that much time. Shlong, we talked about the possibility of here on the Mark Order podcast doing bonus content with MBW. But I would do it. It's Tony TBD. tapes. Tony definitely has a couple tapes, but somebody else has all the tapes. Somebody that I'm not very friendly with anymore. <laughs> it's okay. We know who can get them. Yes. I have a feeling that JT Scuggs might still be around to be able to work some magic. Hey, that's a great call. The Scuggs. Uh yeah. Yeah. Kirk, <laughs> Kirk the Angry Viking was the only person ever blade at a show. Who's that? Who? Blade? Kirk. Everswick. Wait, go back to the champions real quick. Who was that? Who is that? Okay, that's Kirk the Angry Viking. Yeah. From Norway he, or Greenland or New England. He did a blade job. Smart. Kirk and, uh, the Angry Viking. He did a blade job. That doesn't sound like a fucked up Barney situation or something. We, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you quick. I know this is not an MBW podcast. And I yes, it is. Know. It fucking is now. <laughs> I, we could, I could do this all night, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so we, there was many, there's many locations we would wrestle in my basement. We would wrestle in the neighborhood kid, uh, his backyard, because uh, it was like a big backyard and had the rock wall. That was like, it wasn't like made of, it was made of rocks, but it was like cemented. So you could like do fucking moonsaults off of it and stuff. And then we had, um, and then we wrestled at Jamie's Jamie's neighbor's house, and it was kind of like a, like his his grandmother died and left him the house, so it was kind of like a like a squatters 
squatter situation, but we'd show up and wrestle in the backyard. And when Kirk bladed himself, this kid who was like, you know, that fucking EM, EMS Jimmy fucking just walked out in the middle of the show and was trying to like administer, e- like, like fix the cut by the mat. And we're like, get the fuck out of there. There we go. That's what I got to hit in the head with the hubcap. Oh, my. Oh, here it is. I can't make it bigger. Oh, we need to do it like episodes where we interview you guys. Like one week I'll do it, one week Ant will do it, another week Ryan will do it. We also, if we get the tapes, need to do it like a live watch along. Yeah. Oh my gosh. November two. Look happy. I was thrilled. (laughs) My poor parents. My poor parents. Fun fact: Vicious Vin is was a real independent professional wrestler. Really? Yes, he actually worked at a, a PWS show or WrestlePro. I mean, Tony ago. Z was too. I don't. Let's not pretend the experiment never existed. I like this weight around three hundred pounds. Vicious <laughs> Vin cut cut a lot of that weight. No, I just like the fact that it's uh, weight about three hundred uh, pounds. Give or take. Yeah, <laughs> so so. Man, 160 yeah, pounds, was... Matt. Yeah, when's the last time you sniffed 160? Oh, long time. <laughs> I think I might have been a tag champion there. Oh my god, I don't know with who though. Well, if anybody's interested in uh, in uh, you know, uh, MBW content, stay tuned because we might have uh, I am. we might have some bonus content, we might have to put it behind a paywall, but we'll see. Obviously, it's too hot for TV. That's why it's too valuable. This is worth ten times as much as the ROH library. I saw Joe asking ten times, easy ten times. So we've talked a little bit of wrestling so far. See, we're reliving the the greatness that was MBW. I just sent Jamie Miller a message to see if he could get those tapes. Who? Jamie. Who? Uh, The JT Scuggs. Thank you. We go by gimmick names here. Yeah, uh, yeah, kayfabe, bro. Come on. All right, I've been dropping everyone's fucking real names like an asshole. My God. Uh, all right, so guys, we should talk maybe a little AEW. Um, what about uh, what do we think about oh, Rampage? Uh, Rampage was awesome. The fucking dude. I said it Monday night on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We did a lot of stuff with PWS and WrestlePro in our early years. And it was always like, this guy's going to be a big star. But when we they brought, when we had Anthony Bowens as a guest, it was like, this kid's going to be a star. His match uh, with fucking Moxley Friday night was a banger. It was awesome. So, so fucking good. Yeah, that was a fantastic match. One to definitely check out. And they did advance the story with Danielson. Uh, and we'll talk about Danielson coming up. So Moxley defeated Bowens in a great match. Um, we saw Nyla Rose cutting a promo on Drade, uh, checked in on Darby Allen in Sting's locker room. Um, and, uh, Andrade, my favorite part of that was saying, I need to talk to your boss. So he went, I guess, to try to talk to Sting. Uh, really great. Uh, we had FTR fighting Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. Uh, FTR winds up winning. Uh, how long has it been since we've seen Brock on TV? It's been a while, right? That was the first time in a, in quite a bit since his debut right no he was on a couple times after his debut but uh 
it's been a while since he's been on TV. I mean, honestly, I just can't remember all the darks start to run together. Shlong, has he even been on dark lately? Yes. Okay. Broccoli has been on dark. Broccoli. Listen, Brock and I Lee know Johnson, Austin, baby. Oh, I, I know. know. Austin ass tried to make that his nickname. I've been calling them that from day one. They're team broccoli. And they're actually, they're not there yet. I'm not by any means claiming they should be showing up on like the main stuff yet, but they are a fun combination of old and new. Cause Lee Johnson's obviously can do a lot. And Brock's not bad. He just needs more time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But always fun to see FTR in the ring and the hijinks that ensue. So uh, I just FTR... want to go back to the Andrade yep. thing. Yep. Him not understanding how friendship works is like the greatest thing in the world to me. I like this with Andrade. I feel like he's finally like maybe on some sort of track here, I hope. Um but it just pops me that like he he doesn't understand that like wh- how you could have friends that don't cost money. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I I really like what they're doing right now with Andrade, and I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Darby. Uh, I think they're clearly going to have to have a match right for ownership or something. So uh, that could be fun. Uh, we also got uh, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa promos. We got a hype video for Deeb. And then we got our uh, TBS title defense against Julia Hart. Shocker, Jade Cargill retains. Uh, I just, I don't really care about Julia Hart. I don't know how you guys felt about this match, but I was just kind of checked out from the start because in no way did I think Julia Hart had a shot. I'm with you on that, Ant. Uh, but. Jade's got to work, right? You got to put yeah. she's TBS champ, put her on TV. Listen, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I just Julia Hart. And I thought it it worked with 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 the smart Mark Sterling character. Like he's a conniving little shit. Like she has an open contract, and he is like, we're gonna do Julia Hart because she has one eye. Like yeah. it's like a chicken shit heel move. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem. I wasn't like, oh, Julia Hart has a chance to win, but. Jade was on my TV, and I'm sure you enjoyed that. Yeah, I kind of checked out. I'm sorry, Kate. I cut you off before. What were you going to say? Oh, no. Just that, like, I I have more forgiveness for this, like, at the end of a rampage than I do on, like, the beginning of a Dynamite or, or anything like that. Like, I think that um, this, like, reverse open challenge that they're doing where it's, like, they're just going to go through and pick people because... The chase twenty five and zero or whatever at this point is is pretty great, um, but she's getting she's at least getting better. Like we're seeing at least signs of improvement. I think she's working with Brian Danielson, so that can't hurt. Um, but considering how green they were, I was expecting this to be a disaster because both of them are so green, and it was like a good enough match. Um, it didn't feel like a main event one, but she's a title holder, so. I don't know. This at ten fifty or whatever at night on a Friday was good enough for me, but it's tough when both women's titles are like, well, there's going to be no viable contenders for a little bit. So like, right. like both women's titles being that way, I, I definitely understand that. Yeah, it's tough because they have so many other you know women involved in other stories that they're just kind of not breaking them off for like a, a one off title shot i mean i get it but does kind of stink um 
we had our interview before the main event, and then we got Jurassic Express versus Private Party, the Ass Boys, sitting in the front row. Schlong loves the Ass Boys, so I'm sure he was into that. Um, Jurassic Express winds up retaining, and then afterwards, the uh, Ass Boys hit the ring, uh, and uh, they start to, uh, 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 you know, uh, take it to uh, the champions. And now it looks like we're lining up uh, the Gun Club versus uh, Jurassic Express for a title shot. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with the match. Listen, I, I like Private Party, uh, and they haven't really wrestled much because they haven't been healthy at the same time uh, in quite some time. So I, I thought this was a fine match. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was a fun way to close it out. And we're lining up the ass boys, Ryan. Listen, you, there's the, all I'm going to say is, especially now that Dan Housen is in AEW, this is probably where they're going to peak unless you do something to try to get them further along. So they have to at least give it a shot because he has done so much to get them attention. I know Kate hates them because she just doesn't like ass boys. We get it. I personally do, but you need if their popularity is about as high as it's going to get from their dark matches and whatever. Should I do? I think maybe titles a little extreme for that. Yes, but they're. I think they're going to lose. But they're trying to ride the wave of Dan Housen coming in the ass boy chance. It's the most over they could be. They have to make an attempt to do something. Listen, I don't mind the ass boys. Uh, Kate, I think, has gone in record in saying she. Uh, doesn't like the ass boys. She prefers the dick boys, but um, you know, it's personal preference. I it's not even so much that I don't like them. I just feel like they have so many better teams that they like. I would much rather see Bear Country or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just of all the great tag teams that they have around, I I definitely put like the ass boys toward the bottom, if not completely at the bottom of of their tag team division. So who cares? But it's also like, all right, like it's a title defense, but that's fine. Like it's another predictable title defense. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think this is going to be a quick burn, but I mean, I guess Kate, my only, uh, my only comment is, you know, like I get it. The ass boys are an acquired taste, but I guess they do have at least a claim, right? They've, been winning in tag competition, right? They haven't lost. So I guess for them, it's sort of like, hey, we deserve a shot. And, you know, we'll get it. They're capitalizing, I think, like Ryan said, on the uh, on the Danhausen stuff. And I think we'll be past this pretty soon. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But that was Rampage. It was fun. And apparently it popped a good rating for them again this week. Uh, so uh, they're riding high on Rampage on Friday nights. And we're getting into tonight's Dynamite, but we're going to take a little pause here because Matt's got something he wants to talk to everybody about. Boom, bitches. You like what you're listening to right now? You like the Mark Order podcast? Well, you know what? Where? Let me hold on. Hold on, folks. Hold on. This is all new. Look, we got this background music feeding the ducks, baby. All right. If you are enjoying the Mark Order podcast right now, you're watching us on YouTube, you're watching us on Twitter, you're watching us on Facebook, check out all these other fantastic shows over at the Shining Wizards Network, the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Their latest episode, they talk about the movie Scream. You want to check that out. 
Oh, who's changing my music? Brian, stop fucking with the music, man. Let it be. You want to check out my show, The Shining, not my show, but I'm part of The Shining Wizards Network, uh, a part of The Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We just had TSF on. Uh, the podcast and if you're familiar with them they are uh featured on AEW dark a couple times the nightmare family um great episode check that out uh inconclusive breakdown podcast their latest episode coward 19 they're talking about the freedom convoy they're talking about joe rogan uh the ukraine and they're answering all your questions check out the inconclusive breakdown podcast turnbuckle throwbacks Big return on the podcast. Choppy is back with the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 463. Uh, the Prodigal Gypsy has returned. So uh, you want to check that out. They're talking GCW. They're talking AEW and current stories, plus the Disney WWE deal. Um, who else we got on this wonderful uh, network? Wrestling Night in Canada and Radioactive Metal. Our brothers to the north. Uh, Snowy doing great things there. Radioactive Metal. Uh, they did the Half Century Boys where they go over 1972. Uh, and uh, some other things in the world of metal. Wrestling Night in Canada, uh, they give their 2021 Wrestling Night in Canada awards. Uh, Last but certainly not least, the Ringside Rant. Uh, My man over there has two bonus shows, one with Ryan Talbot, who's from the Bulls Mafia, uh, and the other one with Steve Macklin from Impact Wrestling, which actually got picked up by Fightful. So uh, check those things out. Uh, They are over there on the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Uh, your home for uh, fantastic shows and uh, great content. So check it out, people. Whew. The live read is for real, people. We got to let Ryan back in? Oh, he pulled himself out. Oh. That's Quit pulling your butt, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kate went and peed. How was that? It was great. Good pee? It was good pee. Solid pit, not like a league of their own long, but not super short, you know, just like. But a steady stream nonetheless. Yeah, it was a solid pee. Uh, Can I can I ask you a weird question? Oh, boy. Is it the same relief? Like, do you feel relieved when you pee? Like if I like sit here for two hours and hold in my pee? Is it it, like I will go in the bathroom and I audibly go. Yeah, like it feels like you're. If I were to sit here for two hours, like I wasn't at that point, but yeah, like it, it feels like your bladder's going to explode still. Nice. All right, cool. I was just curious. Yeah. I want to know if people do the same weird shit that I do, so. That's not even the weirdest question I've been asked today, so you're good. Well, maybe we could do behind a paywall, you read your DMs, kind of like a Jordan Grayson. <laughs> there we go. And I'll do a barefoot. We'll make millions. Oh. You- Kate, you're leaving a lot of money on the table, Kate. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't have to do any weird shit. You can just put your fucking feet in shoes. Totally shoes, sandals, flip-flops, whatever. Uh, jellies? I thought about doing like a... Like jellies? A, a fun socks. Like monthly themed socks. And then people would just wait and wait and wait and wait for the day that they actually saw like a barefoot. Long-term storytelling is what it's about, people. I'm going to say go for it, Kate. I feel like, listen, I feel like you could certainly uh, do well with socks, but I think the real money's in barefoot. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, but like you got to build the anticipation. You know what I mean? I want it to be like a hangman and Kenny situation of like, when is Kate going to go barefoot? Here's so the thing, do, you, right? do you start with, oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Do you start, Kate, with like 
you know, uh, knee high socks. And then the next week they're like, you know, shin high. And then you go, uh, long, uh, short ankle. And then if there's anything below ankle and then none, no socks and shoe. Don't forget that. I mean, that's like, that's like six months of programming right there. That's what you just gave me. And that's, that's at like, you know, the introductory level, you could do like another tier where, they go on your Amazon wish list. They buy you the socks, and then only that person Ooh. gets to see you put the socks on and take them off. Smart man. Because I didn't even think about like that part of the reveal. I was just thinking, like, oh, it's February. I'll have my Valentine socks and I'll have my St. Patrick's Day socks. Because that's what Kate wants to do. Kate's go ahead, series, sir. Socks on the Beach. Done. And that's what Kate wants to do is set up a wish list so people can mail stuff directly to her personal address. Get a P.O. box. She's I'm working on it. Don't worry. I'm working on it. You're working on a P.O. box for us? Yes. It's not fun. And Kate's feet. It works out perfectly. It's nice when you come home and there's a package from Milwaukee Tom. It doesn't blow up in your face. Well, that's that's great. I just figured. Well, if you keep being rude to people, one of them's gonna, buddy. (laughs) It's gonna be a shit bomb. Ooh, poopy bomb. Oh, and this one's not in your pants. <sighs> Guys, do we want to talk about uh, Dynamite tonight? Not really. <sighs> it kind of sucked. Well, we're going to hear a lot from Kate then. That's what this means. So strap in, folks. Do, let me ask you a question. Go uh, ahead. Money, since we yeah. do zero show prep before the show. Some of us do. No, I mean, like, we don't discuss what we're going to talk about, so I don't want to bring up a topic and then be like, we're going to talk about the leader in news and notes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Moxley and Brian Kendrick was supposed to be a thing, but that all fell apart today. Yes. So we uh, did mention Brian Kendrick did come up in the opening and we said we'd talk about it later. This is the point to talk about. So uh, because we said, let's ease into the heavy stuff. But yes, they did. We switched to talking about how we had COVID. Yeah, but that was from the that was fun because it came from the mouth breathers at GCW. That is did it, though, did it though. I might have been the 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 AIDS monkey because I didn't get sick at all, but everyone around me did. So I don't That's know. True. You ever think well, about that? But nobody else in my house got it. It was just oh, me and Kate. Nobody else. Pukey, Pukey McPukerson spent the night on my couch. So. I got a migraine. It's not like I was fall down. No, drunk. I didn't say you were fall down drunk. We talked about. But that's what it sounds like. I felt worse that you got stuck in the mommy trap on the way out. Nothing like waking up after puking your brains out and having old mommy fucking rip you apart about about your genes. That was on the way to the show. In the morning, she was just on her way to the doctor. I was only full of gratitude for you letting me sleep on. Matt has the world's most comfortable couches in the world, by the way. Like, so both the indoor and the outdoor couch fantastic situations Million. i would have braved the cold to sleep on that outdoor couch i'll tell you that much i would have put the fire on for you Aww. that outdoor couch is the shit <laughs> i, I have the fire on when i kept you outside yeah yeah that's right you can stay outside but there's a fire no there's a i have a there's a gas uh fireplace outside on the sun porch you turn that fucker on it gets fucking hot out there it bro. Gets really hot out there. yes it does okay. it's real hot out there it does. It would be funny though if you didn't say, "Oh, it's a gas fire," because people would have thought Kate had to wake up every hour to stoke the fire, throw some <laughs> logs on. And we know Matt wouldn't be able to set the fire. It would have to be re, but then Kate would have to keep it. Yeah, that's you true. know, keep it up. 
Just don't put it on TikTok. <laughs> no. That will get pulled down and you'll get flagged, apparently. For what? Remember we tried to do it once. We tried to put like our uh, our bonfire uh, over the summer on TikTok. And they said that it violated safety guidelines because it showed children in unsafe situations or some bullshit like that. Uh, well, that's because... true. Matt's a child and him being near a fire was probably. <laughs> that's right. Yes. But I was going to say it was Matt wrong. trying to start the fire and it was like kids shouldn't be playing with matches. Denied. Matt tried to start the fire. My job's around fire. Fire so, guy. So Hold getting on, back on. to. Rob, no, Rob, I was picturing a hobo <laughs> fire in a metal trash can. I'm a millionaire. Did you not hear, Kate? I have a couch inside and outside. That's right. It's true. That's what makes you a millionaire. Is having two couches. Anyone else? Have... Wait a minute. That's just. You... It. I have more than two couches. I, I was just going to say. Me. That's right. Well, yeah, you got it. Someone somewhere for all the ROH pillow buddies to hang out. That's right. Well, hey, ROH and AEW. You guys made it up there. That's right. There was not an air compressor used on the fire, Eric. So that's a good. Question. I'm not allowed to start the fire. No. Matt didn't start the fire. All right, Rob Humphrey. Is it that you're not allowed or that you... Uh, I'm not a white trash goblin. All right, Kate just said, most comfortable couches. Truly. Truly. Sorry, it's not about me. I'm sorry, I'm taking over the show. Turning my mic off. Don't believe in the Holocaust either. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, Too soon? Well, you know. What? I gotta... all right, hold on, hold on. Let's set it, let's let's set this up, okay? It was announced earlier today uh, that uh, the Brian Kendrick uh, would be wrestling Moxley, making his uh, AEW debut, um, and then a mere, I guess, hour before the show uh, was supposed to take off. Um, TK tweeted out that due to some prior, uh, you know, uh, language that they were unaware of uh, and some of the things that Brian Kendrick has said, he had been pulled um, from uh, the show uh, because they won't stand for what he said. Now, a little bit of Internet sleuthing uh, after that was announced um, would uh, allow you to find some of the things he said. Uh, people were online saying, oh, it's just some conspiracy theories. Yeah, Holocaust denial and um, saying that Jewish doctors were harvesting organs from uh, Haiti earthquake crisis. Um, that's not really conspiracy theory. That's just crazy bullshit, if you ask me. Um, so, uh, yeah, not a good luck. Uh, good thing that they pulled him. But I think to Kate's point earlier, uh, so Kate, I guess because I'm mentioning you, you can chat first. Um, to Kate's point earlier, a little bit of background checking may have found this uh, before they decided to announce and book him on the show. But uh, yeah, Kate, uh, what's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it, if it's on page one of Google, maybe. <laughs> I don't understand. I tweeted before. If a sorority sister for free will find out like your ex-boyfriend's girlfriend's dog's middle name in like a minute 
a multi-million dollar company and billion dollar companies on the other side of the fence should be able to like take a take a swing around the old Google machine before you go putting a guy on your television. Very, very, very uh like obvious and not hidden stuff. Like it it wasn't like you had to dig that deep for it. I don't really understand, but like certainly unacceptable things to have under normal circumstances, but especially I'm glad they pulled him because like also MJF was main eventing the show against CM Punk. Like your most pro- probably the most prominently featured Jewish wrestler at all um, on television, closing this out. Like it would be a shame if that was a, a sideshow for this entire thing. So uh, I don't think like I it was funny because the opening match was great too. Like with Wheeler, and I was like. I kind of, like, didn't really need Brian Kendrick anyway. Like, I didn't feel like... I mean, good for Spanky, whatever. But, like, uh, I'm sure part of it was his backstage expertise from working NXT and, like, the value he would bring there. But I was just like, yeah, just put Wheeler Yuta on my screen more and, like, Ricky Starks and stuff. Like, didn't really need him anyway. So, um, but, yeah, they're absolutely insane comments. They're terrible. He has a history of doing this. both specifically with like Jewish history and then also was just like 9-11 wasn't real or whatever like just just seems like a wackadoo that you probably don't need in your like new wrestling company especially during a pandemic where people are already spinning conspiracy theories like not great so um yeah I'll be intrigued to see if this ever gets off the ground or not yeah it's also um it's also just maybe in line with uh, them finding this out at the last minute, you know, like Whoopi Goldberg just got suspended for comments she made about the Holocaust. So it's fresh on everybody's mind. Um, Kind of, uh, you know, I guess some of these types of comments uh, uh, have been fresh in people's minds. So if anybody decided to Google, it probably would have come up quickly, like you said, Kate, kind of page one Google stuff. So good luck that they probably, that they, not probably, that they did remove him. Um, but is mind-boggling nonetheless. Uh, Matt, I like Eric's got? comment over there of, I'm a Jew, and I'm like, did these wrestlers not go to school? It's a pretty great comment. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot to say. <laughs> First of all, what the fuck is wrong with Brian Kendrick to begin with? The Holocaust isn't real. Are you out of your fucking mind, dude? This is crazy talk. Look, if you want to talk about the man never walked on the moon, spend all fucking day, listen to Joe Rogan, have yourself a fucking ball. I don't give a shit. The Holocaust is real, brother. There's fucking, there's proof. There's people that fucking survived it. There's people that have survivors. It's ludicrous. There are... Books and an endless amount of books. Yes, you can go to prison camps. Unfortunately, yeah. Secondly, he was just in the WWE. Why did was this never uncovered? Uncovered Man, or suppressed? No, the WWE is a trait. They're at. 
people trade their, uh, they have stockholders. This is something publicly traded companies. What you want to say? You, you can't have this. How, How did this fucking fly under the radar? Well, Matt, to your point, that's what makes me think AEW thought they were in the clear, not really researching him that hard. They're like, he's coming from WWE. He has to be good. They wouldn't have let anything get by them. He didn't get fired for something. And then it's like, oh, no, they didn't do their homework either. And now you're copying off of someone who didn't study. And then the third thing is like where. So. So this is announced last night and then. Uh, I, I kind of relate wrestling fans to like people who are super like interested in murder, trying to solve cold cases like they will dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. But where's the line now? Like, so you're not going to bring Brian Kendrick in, right? Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But now why do we let Jay Briscoe come in if that's something that's on the table? No, uh, listen to to that point. I, I agree with you because immediately I was like, well, what about a lot of the other guys that have had allegations thrown at them in the past? You know, like we talked about Jay Lethal uh, when he was brought in, Um, you know, Jay Briscoe went on his Twitter and was was throwing throwing the F word around like it was uh, Nerf football on the farm a couple years ago. And he got in trouble with Ring of Honor, but like. Uh, I just I think there's a couple things here, Matt, just because I get what you're saying. One, I think is I hate to say is context. What was what was said? Because there's obviously varying degrees of like denying just how far he went with his denial of the Holocaust and then comments about like Jew, Jews in other ways were really bad. Um, but also, and, and people, I don't want to cut you off, Ryan, but I agree. Everything he said was awful. No, yeah, I'm just saying. I so just want to put that out there. I agree. We still you. should. We should hope the world exists in a place, or at least these companies exist in a place where they can take each case individually. If there's some, also has the person made any effort to be like, I should never have said these things, but actually proven that they shouldn't have. Not just put a speech out when they got in trouble, but got ahead of it and like was proactive and clearly made a, a change in their life. Because if that's the kind of stuff you can get around, if they haven't. And they're still the same assholes. Like, then what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. Putting out a, a message on Twitter when the world champion is on the show that you got pulled from doesn't exactly seem like the best call. Uh, but I don't know. I'm like, you have to take everything as it comes, right? But at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of really great wrestlers who have no baggage. Like, <laughs> do we have to, like, sift through, like... Well, how bad of a Holocaust denier is he? When like Wheeler Yuta's just sitting right there, man. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Like, yeah, but like, okay, so I don't know where, like, but where does the line get drawn? Like, what if it's a bunch of people who hate AEW and they just start digging for dirt on Brian Kendrick or the next person that shows up? Like, clearly, it got by Tony Khan and his team. Are they going to do something in the future to prevent that happening, or is this going to be like? a regular occurrence where like because it all stems from twitter people fucking start digging and then some fucking big account sees it and they share it and then it picks up fucking steam so where does this like now if someone jumps from wwe does someone go digging and find shit on that like is the line is do you have it on you or not if you don't have shit like this you don't have anything to worry about listen this was these were on dvds this was on the internet this was not hidden right so, so again like, how does it get past the wwe 
Because they don't give a fuck. They don't they have to. They're a publicly traded company. They can't have, have to. Have to and do are different things. Yeah, they and they don't even lot. know when their own contracts end. So I'm going to say that they're not <laughs> on top of it. Look, the news came out this week about Velveteen Dream. They tried to fucking power through it, but they couldn't. He lost his job over these allegations. Yeah. I mean, right, Triple H and company tried to power through with him. They put him in mid card. They tried to to rein it back with him. And then, look, he was never found guilty. And there's no real information out there. And this poor guy lost his fucking job. Now, look, uh, I'm not poor guy because there was like other like attitudinal shit backstage. Yeah, also. but added, everyone in wrestling has an attitude. They're all fucking. 95 percent of them are the fucking scum of the earth. Professional. Yeah, but I'll say this: like they handed down their their vaccine mandate and Velveteen Dream was like when he got fired was not for that when he got fired was when he was like yelling at people backstage for choosing to wear masks when there were like active outbreaks at yeah they they didn't fire him for the allegation they they fired him for but like I mean look at Austin Austin Theory has an allegation they haven't fired him oh does he really yeah yeah but I don't again I don't know anything about it I just know it exists I'm assuming this is where, unfortunately, WWE, and I'm not even going to say AEW, they're too new, but WWE hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt. I don't trust them to have gone through a proper investigation to be like, no, this dude is clean. Like, we heard the allegation. We we, we hired people. I don't trust them for that because they don't do their research. See, it's weird because I remember listening to a Chris Statlander interview when she got hired by AEW and she was being courted by WWE and they were going through like her Facebook and Twitter feeds from like years ago asking her about like you sent this tweet six years ago about this what was the context of that That's so weird yeah I, I I don't know I mean listen it's it's is it because he was a veteran like I don't like because because he was Brian Kendrick and he's been in Ring of Honor and WWE and Impact and we brought him back like I also think I it's because think, he's a conspiracy guy. I don't think I think for a long time people kind of laughed at them more than were like, "Oh, you're an asshole," until you actually hear the words he says and go, "Wait a minute, you're not just again like you're not just denying that we walked on the moon or saying hell." I hate to say it, you're not even talking about like Kennedy or something. You're you're saying something far more mal- malicious, far worse. And I think until people actually sat down and listened to his words, they just laughed him off as a conspiracy guy because those guys are funny sometimes. I also think he was backstage so much more and it was like kind of a while ago. So just literally not having, not that it makes it any better, but like if somebody's not visually in front of you, people are not going to dig the same way like that they are going to with, with on-screen talent. But, and it's like with him, it's, it's also repeated. Like it wasn't one comment taken out of context. Like there's like a whole pattern of behavior here with that dude. So um, but like I said, like, I don't know if I need him controversy aside, even like, <laughs> I would so much rather like that spot go to someone that I give more of a shit about, um, who's already signed or there's people that are outside. Um, so I think, I think the idea was it was a one-off and he had just got released from WWE and their fan base knows him as spanky. Yeah. I don't think he was going to get a job there. But again, like you've seen this 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 road that AEW's been on with this fucking nonsensical bullshit with Tony Khan and Big Swole, the Jimmy Havoc stuff, the Sammy Guevara stuff. Like you cannot let this shit go through the cracks. Like 
you got to tighten your shit up, AEW. Like, this can't be happening. They definitely... AEW's kind of dodging the bullet on this one because they never actually put him on TV. They took him, like, a minute they heard. If if he's not advertised, I don't think this ever comes to... You know, like... Yeah, but for mostly what I'm seeing is people are like, how did he get a job at WWE? That seems to be a lot of what I'm seeing. Like, how well, did he stay there for so long? They both look like fucking idiots in my well, opinion. They are both are idiots. I'm not <laughs> like, that, but. but to Matt's point, like, Tony Khan's out there. They Like, they just desperately need an in-house publicist or PR person. It's bewildering to me that they would get this far along and not have that. Like, he's, like dunking on swole on new year's eve he's yelling at like a 17 year old reporter on a conference call and then like things like this like it's just it's it's so preventable like that's the stupid part about it is it's just so so preventable like when i went to look up those comments it was not hard to find them um and there's people that spend their mental energy doing that a lot more than I do. Like, I think I clicked like six links down or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just asinine like that. Um, you, you just don't have to go fishing that far. I agree that there's people who go way, way, way too far to try and dig at someone's personal life. Like, this was not that deep of a dive, and there was so much once you untapped it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know when you looked it up, Kate, but I know this morning when I was on Twitter, someone was like, I had to go five pages deep into Google to find this. And then I guess once people started searching it, it bumped up the it Google list. Up, probably. I um, think I just typed in, like, Brian Kendrick conspiracy theory or something, too, like, because I was already on to something, but... Like, it's wrestling nerds, man. If they're going to remember a match, like, from New Japan in 1980, they're going to remember some weird shit that they saw Brian Kendrick say on a DVD, and they're going to go find it. Like, and, and for some ungodly fucking reason, again, I'm not defending what Brian Kendrick said, but there's, like, for some ungodly reason, there's the WWE people and the AEW people, and they want to fucking destroy each other. Yeah, the tribalistic shit is so weird and awful. It's, I don't understand. I'm going to say, luckily so far, most of the people that have been, quote unquote, I don't want to say hurt, because again, I don't think Brian Kendrick is hurt in this, but I'm going to say hurt for lack of a better term, or affected by this, have all deserved it. Very rarely has someone's something been uncovered about someone where people are like, really? Is this what you're going for? Look, and I get the fear that that could happen down the road. And that's fair enough, but I don't think that's the, the internet wrestling community's job. You should have people in place to prevent this shit from happening that's correct. Right? yep 100% not an argument at all but I'm just saying like you're talking about tribalism that I can see the fear of tribalism being like at what point do they not let anyone do anything because they're just looking to tear the other side down that's weird yeah I mean and and on top of <clears throat> as Kate said if you do a little digging you'll find this stuff if you want to see what he said most most of the abhorrent stuff is certainly the Holocaust denial comments he's made about Jewish people. Um, and uh, I believe too, Sandy Hook, uh, the school shooting. Uh, I think he basically said that was a hoax and a deep state uh, ruse. So um, needless to say, we didn't need to see Brian Kendrick on television tonight. Uh, so they did replace him. The late replacement was Wheeler Yuta. So they announced it would be John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. And in Wheeler's corner, 
was Orange Cassidy and very nice, very evil, very elite Dan Housen. Why? Because he's going to be in Best Friends. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's going to be a member of Chaos, dude. What are you doing? Sue and Danhausen in the same stable sign. Sue Housen. Sue Housen. I remember he can't Housen. wrestle right now, so they got to do something Look, with him. That's fun. Look, he could do commentary. He does not need Orange Cassidy on his coattails. Okay, Danhausen's a bigger star than everybody in Chaos. Wow. AEW Chaos. This fake chaos that this panel of dickheads decided was a thing. No, no, no. You can go into My chaos has Danhausen. I don't know oh, what chaos you're, you have. He's not on fire. I'm going to look now. He better not be in goddamn chaos. Uh, just a couple of things to note here. Uh, Asian Joe said, if only AEW had a chief brand officer. who maybe she was in a, Yeah, she's involved in stuff. Also, I'm sort of agreeing with Rob Humphrey here. Biggest complaint about the show, we didn't get enough Danhausen. Well, we had to have two Lambert segments. So... I also well, don't know what his original plan was because he obviously wasn't going to come out with Brian Kendrick. So someone I'm, took Sue out of chaos on on Wikipedia. Thank God. They what? Do what they're doing. I'll go edit it. It's She's okay. not I'll even edit. a past member. Don't you dare, you son of a bitch. I can edit it. It's fine. Don't you edit shit. Kate, can you do it? I think you might be able to do it a little quicker than I can, but I'm sure you can correct uh, the Wikipedia. I, I will do my best. Yeah, she'll do her best. That's not happening. Good luck. I'm doing it right now. You're not doing shit because he's not in chaos. So Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta with Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy in his corner. Uh, John Moxley winds up winning this by pinfall with the paradigm shift. Uh, a good showing out of uh, Wheeler Yuta in this match. Uh, so this was a really good look for him, even though he wound up losing uh, a very good second match against Moxley. Dan Housen did get in. Uh, Moxley's head and and allowed you to get a little bit more uh, offense in, uh, but it was not a good night for you to. I want to pause there and get thoughts on the match before we get to what happened post match. So if anybody, Matt, what did you did you see this match? I can't remember. Oh, I did not. Okay, Ryan Schlong, resident Danhausen I mean, fan. I think we're all resident Danhausen fans. Um, that was a good match. Yuta really showed up. Um, like I, I'm Kate made the point that uh, that uh, you didn't need Brian Hendrick because you have a Yuta, and she proved in the match. I mean, he he had a great match. Um, Danhausen is over as fuck because you could hear the Dan Danhausen chants in the middle of the match. Uh, but Yuta really showed up, and I think he was a better opponent for Mox anyway. I do have more to say, but I'll wait till the promo after. Matt, you're replying to Facebook, not YouTube. Whatever, Kyle. I'll go last because I'm trying to update this Wikipedia real quick. Well, if Schlong is done commenting, you're up, Kate. So just pause your uh, your your, your editing. What do you think of the actual match? I thought this was great. I, I'm love Wheeler Yuta, and it was nice to see him on Dynamite. I thought, especially considering how quickly this match was thrown together, it was fantastic. Some really good spots in there, and just collision of ring style stuff is fun when it's done right. Mox has looked so good since coming back from rehab, like physically and ring wise, just like no real rust on him. So, um, 
on a scale of one to five sous, I give it six sous. Boom. Love yeah. it. Uh, so post match is really what we uh, can <laughs> sink our teeth into. Oh, Matt's face is classic. Disgust. Total six disgust. Sous. Hope like, you get six COVIDs. How do you like them apples? You're halfway there. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> If that was in the Tokyo Dome, that's where we'd be. Uh, before you get to your post-match, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I think maybe there was this was the only reason for the Brian Kendrick thing, mm-hmm. is that there's definitely a history with him and Danielson. Yeah, they're both trained by uh, Shawn Michaels. Right, and they were both in Ring of Honor at the same time, so maybe that was like a thing. They were... Again, maybe that was the only reason he was put in that position before he got, you know, Zap to the moon or whatever crazy nonsensical bullshit he had to fucking say. No, the moon is hollow. Stupid ass. That's true. The moon isn't real. Um, Of course, the guy who fucking falls asleep and misses his interview on the Shining Wizards podcast would get in trouble like this. uh, Oh, let me ask the panel. Do we uh delete that episode? No. No. Okay. I don't think you'd have to delete any of them. Uh, We've had to delete a couple. The David Starr ones, the Rude Boy Riley ones. Yeah, I guess if like that, that ring announcer yeah. fucking creep dude. Oh, yep. Yep. Because Kendrick has just said shit where those other people did shit. I think there's a difference between someone who said something and did something. Yes. I like that. Good answer. Sorry. I didn't yeah, mean to so the show. Just keep an eye out. See if he's ever diddled anybody underage and then you can delete it. Not me. Don't look into my past, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, there's never been. I've never diddled anybody. I mean, I Diddle can't. That sucks for your marriage. No, like young people. Well, you just said anyone, so I thought that was implied. I don't know. Um, by the way, was uh Anthony, was Anthony, if you are comfortable, you can tell them what happened in Baltimore with me and you. It was the safest night's sleep you ever had in your life. In yeah, but you arms. were you were out and I may have or may have not diddled you. Might not have. I was a little sore in the morning. Could have been know. the bed. I like your style. Blame the bed. It's all them doorknobs I keep falling into around the house. That's what I tell people. By the way, was was Brian Kendrick and Danielson trained by uh, one-eyed or two-eyed Shawn Michaels? It's very important. I would go 1.5. I think Ooh. it was. I started. don't. Yeah, and it started. So past the, it went past the quarter mark, but it wasn't okay. halfway there yet. So they didn't get the full training regimen, only like one and a quarter. Actually, it was very like helpful. You could watch both of them at the same time. Uh, Not they, if they're starting they, to look at the same direction. They didn't go Dixie Carter style. Right. Like Shawn Michaels doesn't look like a hammerhead shark. He looks like a Cyclops. That's right. Dixie Carter looks like a hammerhead shark. He might as well just get one of those eyes removed at this point. But I think that's more powerful. Two <laughs> eyes looking in the same direction? Like one mega eye? Well, that's a whole Shawn Michaels, story. arguably one of the greatest wrestlers ever. His For a uh, one-eyed guy. Yeah, mega eye would enhance what he sees. Okay. And he'd be better at teaching you the ways. Well, it it's not better if you get poked in the one mega eye. You're going to poke a one-eyed person in their eye? It's ballsy. I mean, that's an ultimate win. Is it an ultimate win? Yeah, why not? Because what if that's like their fucking rage button and they just rage? Well... You're in a ring opening that eye. You better hope you can get out of it quick enough. All right. Well, 
Anyway, getting back to uh, what happened on Dynamite. Post-match is where we can really uh, sink our teeth into some stuff. Uh, Brian Danielson gets into the ring to confront Moxley. He asks the crowd if they want to see a fight. Of course, everybody responds yes. Uh, And uh, Danielson says that for a long time he wanted to see them fight too because Mox was different, wanted to see what he had. But since he came back, there's been a new Moxley. And deep inside, there's always been part of Danielson who wanted to test him. Um, uh, He saw him, was watching him as the AEW champion and was the best uh, champion that they've had. And if he had a little support, he thinks that Moxley would still be the world champion. And that's when he realized that Moxley and Danielson shouldn't be fighting each other. They should be fighting together an interesting turn of events he says the deal is that everybody listen listen, you motherfuckers this is false first of all you didn't even put a tenure you just put a goddamn name i couldn't figure it out yeah fucking take it down kate no sue is in chaos it's not there's no there's nothing here look according to fightful.com sue is in chaos no fightful.com is fake news i'm pissed now it's Lex Luger style. It was you, confirmed by Rocky Romero himself. You, right there. You shut your mouth. This is you did this. Who is he pointing to? It's like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you Take it down, me? Kate. It's false. I it's can't. False I'm sorry. I Can I get back to this promo? Yeah, get um, back to whatever you want, you fucking dick. You did this. I hope you're happy. Who are you going to trust? Me or the guy who doesn't know if you have to put air in an air compressor? Who are you going to Who are you gonna trust? You know, I share with you, and that's what you do. You throw back in my face, <laughs> you sons of bitches. I uh, share with you. So, um, Danielson says, Wild. Danielson says there's no reason uh, some millennial cowboy should be the champion and why somebody dressed as a dinosaur should be a tag team champion. No reason why somebody whose main contribution to society is creating a vlog should be the TNT champion. Together, they could run the place whatever they want. If Mox wants to be the world champ, he could with Danielson. Uh, they could be tag champs together. They could take some of the young guys like Wheeler Yuta who's coming out with a couple of jokes like Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, or if they took somebody like Yuta or the Red Death Daniel Garcia under their wings, or maybe even Lee Moriarty, they could shape the future of pro wrestling. Even if the fans don't like Brian Danielson, they like what he's talking about. So he knows there's a lot um, uh, for Moxley to think about. He doesn't have to have an answer now. He just wants him to think about the possibilities. Danielson does extend a hand, but he then says, there's a lot of pressure. Think about it. Drops the mic, walks away, go to commercial. Guys, I didn't think at all about the possibility of anybody coming out and say, maybe we should be working together. I really wanted to see them fight. But now I kind of love the idea of them working together and forming some sort of stable. Um, uh, Kate, I'm going to go to you first here. What do you think of the promo and the idea of this sort of mega stable they could put together? So remember when we were like, Danielson is like one of the best in ring workers in the world, but not like the greatest promo, but it didn't really matter. That's just not, true anymore 
Uh, he's great. <laughs> but all of the stuff that he said about the dinosaur and the vlog and all that kind of stuff, like, um, that's what, like, that dickhead, arrogant, actual best wrestler in the world, like, that feels so authentic and sincere. I like the idea of a stable. I think everybody was assuming it would be something extremely technical. Um, the pairing with Mox is so fun. And even if it doesn't happen, even if this is just fuel to the fire of them eventually fighting and having a blow off, what a great story to tell. What a fun way to do it. Um, you know, Mox could play face here and just say like, uh, you know, like, no, this is everything that AEW is, is these guys. There's room for dinosaurs and all of these things. Um, or he could go along with it. I don't think there's a a wrong answer here. It just was completely out of left field in a really good way. Like, I wouldn't have seen this coming in a million years. Um, even from the perspective of I wouldn't have thought that that's who Danielson would, like, pick to buddy up with. Like, that was just so interesting. Especially because Mox and Eddie have been friends, right? And, like, Eddie and, and Danielson have this history. So I think it's great. Um, I'm very, very intrigued by it. Like, this was so great. And then I felt like the rest of the show went downhill from here, basically. So, Schlong, I'm going to throw to you for your thoughts. But I guess to what's kind of running through my mind, Kate, now, after your comments were uh, basically like, I, I feel like I didn't think about any of this, Schlong, right? Until it actually came out of Danielson's mouth, like we should be together here but i do like the thought of them possibly joining forces for a while almost like kenny and hangman and then having that type of blow off to a long-term story that could be cool uh and neither of them have to be in like a title hunt to do that um so i'd be okay with that shlong what's your take on this whole situation so I like that idea. I like, but I also like that he didn't just say, oh, we should get the tag titles. It's every title in this company can be ours if we want it. Um, obviously, he put over a lot of good young talent just by saying their names. Uh, I love the idea of a stable of just the best wrestlers in this company being pissed off and saying now a lot of, I saw not a lot of people, but I saw some people online comparing it to Lambert and I couldn't feel more differently because Lambert's just this old guy screaming about these kids. Whereas Brian, because I think because he said millennial cowboy, cowboy and i think lambert used that hangman calls himself yeah though. <laughs> whereas uh daniels is just like no i'm a professional i want professionals however what this did bring to mind when he named all those names and having watched judah earlier in the night is i want my goddamn bangers division where you have all these young guys just wrestle awesome belts for, uh, awesome matches for a belt it's a mix between pure and x division because you have all this good young talent that could be giving us insane matches i want like a super juniors tournament even more than i want i think uh that's fine. That's fine. Like, I, I think that could be really, really cool. Brian, if you search Pornhub, you could probably find a bangers division. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did. It took place on a bus. Wasn't for me. Okay. Okay. Just want to throw it out there. Matt, you didn't see this, but now hearing us kind of discuss this promo, the idea of Danielson and Moxley joining forces, are you in on that? Or would you just prefer them have a feud? I think it's an interesting story if they join forces. Um, I I kind of want to see them go at each other. Uh, but I do like the idea of maybe like making a 
some kind of stable. Sounds very much like the foundation. And we know Ring of Honor is coming back at some point. And I think this would be a great opportunity to showcase Brian Danielson, Lee Moriarty, Wheeler, Utah, Daniel Garcia against the foundation at some point down the road. Um, But that's me just being a, a super nerd. So. Well, Gresham was backstage, you know, about a month ago uh, at uh, AEW, apparently. Um, you know, we know a lot of the guys are taking part in Terminus, so I don't think that's too far outside of the realm of possibilities, Matt, is something with them versus the Foundation. I would like that very much. I know you would. Good. Uh, Asian Whoa. Joe. Ryan is here for the young guys banging. I think easy. that's true. Easy. It is. Uh, listen, they got a lot of young talent. I want to, I call it. <laughs> and uh, Eric Sunday. F says your uh, bangers division is called Sunday night heat. Well, for me, it was Saturday night, but oh. um, no, I, 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 I'm just saying you have all this young talent and some, I mean, niece isn't that young, but I saw his name mentioned. You have a lot of good technical wrestlers and even some flyers. You could put on an amazing division of just those guys doing their own thing ryan wants to see the guys banging it out so uh maybe we'll see it happen i don't know back from commercial and then we had our main event oh sorry <laughs> back from commercial uh and we get i don't know what the fuck this had to do with anything but randy rhodes is in the ring and for some reason is preparing to run down chicago uh, she thinks she's in Cleveland um, uh, or Chicago. And then all of a sudden, Dan Lambert comes out with the men of the year. I'm pissed uh, now. Yeah, I'm not going to go through everything here. Uh, he we'll does. Any of it. Oh, sorry. He does talk about Brandy throwing on her Brandy from the block accent, which we've heard that before. Uh, he mm-hmm. makes mention of her fake boobs, the bulldogs mm-hmm. jumping out of her shirt. Yep. I'll give Brandy credit uh, for the one line that made me pop. Uh, she tells Ethan Page the only reason he got signed is so they can get close to Josh Alexander. I, I thought that was a good one. Bam. Um, but yeah, eventually, I don't remember. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, she starts running down American Top Team, uh, saying their best fighter got knocked out by Jake Paul and Amanda Nunes. Uh, eventually, um, Dan says she's in a fighting mood tonight, so he's got something for her. Uh, and Paige Van Zant comes down to the ring, uh, rams Brandy into the turnbuckles. The whole women's locker room seems to uh, come down to pull them apart because Brandy is menacing. Uh, and um, that's the end of that segment. Um, didn't need it. Didn't care for it. Caitlin, why did we get this? I don't know who Caitlin is, but my thoughts are, um, I if this sets up Paige Van Zant versus Brandy Rhodes, my God, I just can't think of a program that I would care about any less. I hate that. Um, sorry, I just had to go back and, and fix the Wikipedia page again. So, thanks for that, Matt. Um, 
I hated this. I I thought the whole thing was awkward. I I have no interest in what it looks to be setting up. The only thing that I liked about it was the Josh Alexander line in when Brandy Rhodes was like, "What are you doing here? Go away." I was like, "That I agree with, Brandy." Too shy. That's what that was. That's what the segment was. So, Shlong, I'd like your thoughts on this segment. I this sucked. Um, That's how bad it was. Ryan is saying it's bad. Do you know how bad something has to be? Seriously, I find the good in everything. I think if I'm trying to be positive, the only thing is, at least they brought back Paige Van Zant. I don't want her with Brandy but I want her to try to get into wrestling because I think she has something there. She's obviously was an MMA fighter, so she's got skill and she just has personality. But I don't want her with Brandy because that's going to be a terrible match. And I just think it was a bad, bad segment. I mean, it, I, I, it's almost like when you think about it, you can hear someone taking a shit or puking. It's just that bad. Um, dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm alarmed so at how <laughs> I many. Mean to like, hit the button. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Like, how did how do you have that long of like a toilet sound effect on your? That went on for a really long time. That was 45 seconds. Riven blade of the chat just goes. What's going on back there, guys? <laughs> well, this was a shitty segment, so it got the appropriate sound. I thought it was fitting everybody seems to hate the rest of the show up until mgfc and punk so accurate this was just terrible i'm <clears throat> i am with ryan on the one thing is you know uh it looks like Paige van zant is coming in unfortunately it's with brandy but the possibility of having Paige van zant you know do something uh is good so we'll see what comes of this this was a miss, a big miss. Didn't we talk about this last week? I mean, we talk about Dan Lambert every week. No, what is fucking Britt Baker doing? Why is this a segment? Don't know. They don't. I know. I know why it wasn't Britt Baker, though, because they have fucking nothing for Britt Baker. Fuck, she's your fucking champion. I do her something disagree. better than they gave us last week. Give her a fucking mat. No one gives a flying fuck about Brandy Rhodes. And what's the point of her going out there running down Chicago? That's what I don't get. They're her and Cody aren't really heels yet. So this seemed weird. Tell, she should be in the she should be fucking Googling who they're hiring and not doing dumb fucking segments of where they're talking about her fucking hitters. I mean, come on, she's not a brand officer. She's the chief brand officer. Is she? I thought she was the chief brandy officer. She's the chief something. I have an well, idea. Let me go out there and you could talk about my hitters and my mommy milkers. It'll be really fucking great TV. What the fuck are we doing here? Mommy milkers. Uh, Ryan and Kate, be ready. Mommy milkers. Uh, Matt's favorite club down in AC. So we'll get to see that Wednesday night. I'm not to a fucking strip club in AC I've been no thank you in it, it nonetheless in a COVID era on a Wednesday night yeah a lot of fucking strings hanging out. There's a lot of strings hanging out and they aren't to pull the shades down I'll tell you that right now hey yo where's the rim shot he's not ready with it oh shit I forgot oh my god wait where is it now you gotta wait no I'm not gonna wait <laughs> okay <laughs> 
<laughs> we move backstage. We move backstage. Matt Hardy's with Private Party, the Blade and the Bunny. He says he's disappointed in Private Party for not winning the titles. And since Sammy Guevara is holding the open challenge, he wants that title. And that's when Andrade rolls up. Also very disappointed. And Matt says that Isaiah Kennedy is going to challenge for the title. Andrade says he doesn't want any mistakes. Cassidy says he's going to take Sammy's title and his girl. No mistakes. And Matt asks how things are going with Darby. And Andrade says it's a money thing. More dinero. So we're still advancing the Andrade um, Darby Allen story. We're just setting up a Friday night rampage uh, match with Isaiah Cassidy and uh, Sammy Guevara. And maybe this will somehow result in the private party being cut out of uh, the Hardy Andrade Hardy family office. That's my hope here. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on anything about this. Just that like I love on top of a segment about titties that we also got Tay Conti just being property that goes where the belt goes. That's really cool. That's awesome. Great job, guys. Great great PR day for AEW. <laughs> really killed it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Kate. I wasn't even thinking about it like that. I just thought it was a, you know, like a, a saying, like, I'm going to take this and your girl. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't yeah. reading that deep into it, but now I see it. So I wouldn't have probably thought twice about it if I didn't just hear, like, Two references to boobs in the previous segment. Well, Mr. Steal Your Girl. I like when Anthony says, Steal Your Girl, in case says boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Sue is in chaos and it's reflected on our Wikipedia page. Oh. I will change that again, you son of a bitch. Kate, so you should I? also put down the fact that uh, Sue. Um, Sue is the, if you didn't, Sue is the highest ranking member of Chaos. I probably should should put that in there. The highest oh, you know ranking. what? And then we'll go to WWECW's page. Yes, and we're going to have to make some edits. We'll go to the regular ECW page. Spelled has his name correctly. Mm-hmm, we'll we'll mm-hmm. do some good work tonight. We've got a lot of work to do. You know, the poor people at Wikipedia, if you're not donating money to them please do so so we can continue this ridiculous bullshit of adding and deleting sue throughout the court. <laughs> just donate a dollar donate five bucks you use it a fucking thousand times a day i do i know you do the listeners out there do support wikipedia please we know michael scott uses wikipedia a lot so let's keep it funded oh marky mark kayfabe um bringing up that sue is the chief brand officer of chaos i should probably put that in there yeah, please do so with a name like Marky Mark Kayfabe. He knows. He does know. He's he a wrestling sons. historian. Are you, uh... Next up, <laughs> Death Triangle. What the fuck is happening tonight? I'm trying to move on. Just trying to move on. I'm being. This is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, you pushed your mic away. We get it. Turn my mic on. Do you? This is what happens when I don't get to watch the show. But you have a lot of fun here with us. Next up, Death Triangle, uh, Pac, and Penta L Zero versus the kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black. Pac coming out uh, with uh, a blindfold across his eyes. Uh, Color me intrigued. How's he going to do that? Uh, Well, he has it on for like the first three seconds of this match, and then it comes off. And I think the whole 
uh, blind gimmick is uh, out the window. But regardless, uh, my least favorite part of this match is when they go to picture in picture the first time Brody King is tagged into this goddamn fucking match. And then when they come back from commercial, he is out of the ring. So complete loss. Um, Kings of the Black Throne wind up winning by pinfall with the Dante's Inferno. Uh, It did help that uh, Pac got shoved to the floor. The Black Mist gets spit into uh, Penta's face. Uh, and that's what finally does it. So, um, Schlong, what'd you think of this match? I wish Pac had uh, done a done a little longer with the blindfold. I just would have been fun to see him mess around with that. I mean, it was a good match. He had four great competitors, two great tag teams. I actually wish it had been given a little more time take out that Lambert. I mean, you could put women's wrestling in the Lambert section, but I'm just saying like for the matches we actually got, this one could have done with more time. Uh, so I like what they're doing with the, the, with uh, black and Brody King. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And they're very easily broken off into singles, but not split up anytime you want it. So I think they're going to be a lot of fun going forward. So I really enjoy this match. And, and I think the right team won because Pa, uh, Pac and Penta aren't actually like they're a team, but they're not a team. You know, they're not the Lucha right. Brothers. So I I don't like makeshift teams winning. Like every now and again, like you know, Hangman and Kenny were makeshift, and then they ended up being champs. But for the most part, I don't like makeshift teams winning. Kate, what did you think of the match? I liked it. Uh, I, I kind of feel like the Black Mist needs to be used more sparingly. Like, I, I don't need it this often. That should be, like, a pay-per-view gimmick or, like, more on occasion. But, like, we had a blindfold. There's black mists. Matt's going to argue with me about it, but that's fine. It just feels like a little bit of overkill. But very excited to see Brody King in AEW. Wish it wasn't in picture-in-picture. Picture. Um, but this is good. I think this is going to be a good tag feud. And why do we keep... Why are we... Why do we keep bouncing squares around? Bouncing souls, Kate. Bouncing souls. Oh. Keep you on your toes. Um, yeah, I mean... They have it's... a song called Kate is Great. Thank you. Mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is fat. Oh, my goodness. You know Your words are very hurtful. <laughs> the maniac. Come I'm going to go throw up now. Excuse me. That's my gimmick. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. yeah what I mean, did you think of this match? I don't know. I didn't watch it, you cocksuckers. There. It would be cocksuckers or handjob. Your handjobs. I'm right here. <laughs> I knew you were. I had to bring you. I had to summon you. Summon these. Summon these nuts. These milk, <laughs> mommy milkers. <laughs> I mean, you um, took your shirt off with, like, regularity. So. I don't want to take my shirt off anymore. I got in a lot of trouble for that. He's not allowed, Kate. A lot of trouble. Too He's much of a allowed. sexy boy. That's right. Oh, because then she's like, oh, I'll take my shirt off around my friends. I'm like, it's hey. the same. No, it is. You want to know why, Ryan? Because all her friends are fucking dudes. That's what I'm saying. It's not the same if she does it. She's got At least all your friends aren't dead, right? 
I mean, there's times. Oh boy. When I wish. <laughs> oh my god. Just saying. Uh, chaos. Uh, the mist is what bad guys do. Kate, Great Muda uses the mist quite often. The cat? Not my cat. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. You know what? Sometimes when Trixie sneezes, it's like a mist. It is not good. Gross. Have you ever had a cat sneeze in your mouth? No, I don't have a cat. It's disgusting. I would imagine so. It's not fun. All right. The mist is his gimmick. He uses the gimmick. All right. Does MJF have to use the goddamn ring every time to win? Clearly, yes, because he's a fucking cheater. All right. Heels do bad things. No, the mist is a bad you. thing. Tajiri used the mist all the time. Good for them. I just it felt like overkill to me. Well, agree to disagree. Or actual overkill. Like actual overkill. I think. Or the Men at Work song, which is very good. That is the wrestling group. Or the band. There's no wrestling group called Overkill. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Mickey Dice is in it, and Danny Jordan, and Ashton Starr, and uh, Carly Bravo, and Sue, and David Ali. I don't know of this. Where Where does this take place? They're on the Indies. I have a shirt. I have a lot of shirts. But it's like I mean, it's on the Indies. Matt can't read them, but he's That's got them. True. I can read. I just don't know where the air goes to fill up the air compressor. Not again. <laughs> so after this match, we get a promo cut by Adam Cole backstage. He's Hello. pointing out that he is still undefeated because last week's lights out match doesn't count to his record. He's one of the best damn pro wrestlers in the world. You're going to see an Adam Cole who takes what he wants. And Friday night, he's going to hurt Eve Luno. Uh, and uh, then the world will know what he wants. So Adam Cole, all business going into hey. Friday night against evil Uno. And we get our ladies match for the night. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Uh, Nyla Rose wins by pinfall with the beast bomb. Uh, I'll say this. They did make mention going into this match that Nyla Rose, I believe the quote was, has won 82% of her matches since joining forces with Vicky Guerrero, my comment to Mrs. Money on the Couch was, it's unfortunate that the 18% of those matches were the ones that were big spots that she needed to win. Um, so she's still a goddamn loser. Um, but listen, I, I didn't hate this match with exception of that whiffed fucking kick. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, what the fuck was going on? I mean... I don't like, do I believe that that was supposed to be missed, right? Like she was supposed to miss that. Yes, because it led to the end of the match, but it looked terrible. And commentary was just like, well, uh, I guess Nyla Rose was too high up for her to reach with that kick. Like, dude, it looked fucking terrible. It wasn't even close. She missed Jesus! fucking mile. Yes. Um, so that was the worst part of that match for me. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the rest of it because I don't think this feud's over because now they both have one win. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, Schlong, what did you think of this? I, I Like you, I didn't have a problem with the majority of the match. I thought it was pretty good. I think it was one of Nyla's better matches, but Ruby's pretty good. Um, I was a little shot, surprised by the, the outcome but it's nice that Nyla got a win in a match that she kind of had to win 
because she does come up short all the time. That kick was bad. It just was bad. Uh, clearly, she needed to be like a couple inches closer, and the timing was just off. Or Nyla maybe needed to be leaning out. I, I don't know how it was supposed to look, but it was bad. Um, but overall, the match wasn't. I thought the match was actually kind of good overall. It just, that one spot really stands out. I'm interested to see what happens now. I don't have a problem with Ruby losing. She can easily take this loss and come back strong. Nyla needed a win so she could show up. Um, and they're they're in desperate need of people like Nyla, like heels of a certain level. And so she needed this. And they had built this feud off of the tournament, which was important. Um, I, I saw someone online who was out with COVID, didn't see it because she couldn't watch things. Her brain was melting. Um, but it was, but in truth, that is one of the good things about the tournament. They actually did use it for stories. So, Kate, I was the one that had COVID and didn't see this get set up. Um, but I'm very, very, very encouraged that they use storylines from a tournament to <laughs> a little bit behind the times there, Matt. <laughs> It looks like you guys are pointing to the Wikipedia page on the other tab, which will reflect that Sue is in chaos. Um, I the the match, other than that botch, which honestly I was still very entertained by because it was hilarious. Um, I thought it was very good. Like I think the experience of Ruby really showed up. Like we're seeing her combine her style and working with other people. Like you, she just has experience and and reps that are are coming in extremely valuable. So. Um, this I thought was one of Nyla's better matches. I think they're clearly setting her up for um, she and Jade to be two two Mack trucks colliding. I think that'll be a disaster, but in a fun way. I'm hoping. Like I think it'll be, <laughs> be ridiculous, but good. Um, so so this was fine. I I'm just encouraged that they actually used a tournament for storylines outside of the title picture. Like that's. That's very good. And that's something they didn't do on the men or women's side um, in these last rounds of tournaments. So it's it's good to see. It's encouraging. Yeah, no problem with them advancing that story. Just wish they had something for the champion. Anywho, uh, backstage, the uh, ass dad and ass boys confront Jungle Boy uh, and then attack him. Uh, they take him outside into the snow, throw him across a, a snowbank. That's when Christian Cage and Luchasaurus make the save, run them off. And so we're still building to this match that we're going to get, uh, no doubt, at some point in the next couple weeks for these tag titles. Uh, we get Hangman Adam Page after the break, uh, interviewed in the ring by Skivone. And he says he's been the AEW world champion for 81 days. He's gotten to defend it twice. At the beginning of the year, he begged and pleaded for a challenger. And here he is three weeks later, still waiting, even though Lance Archer is a challenger. So that was kind of weird to me. It was a um, shot at Lance Archer. Well, I get what he's saying, but it was just weird way of working. Wait, it. before we get too far into this, I, I was trying to get your attention. If you have a couple seconds, mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the entire beatdown of Jungle Boy. Watch mm -hmm. the ass boys try to run away when it's been snowing, raining in Chicago, so it's ice all over the ground. They don't so much as run as they just kind of scurry. Oh, very yeah. entertaining. Almost like they were skating away. They didn't want to so fall just... down on their ass boys. That's right. I like that. Ass boys. 
Um, so that is so mad at Kate because of the Wikipedia thing. That's great. I'm not mad. That was a terrible joke. It was a great joke. It was not great. It was fantastic. It was borderline good. So Archer wants a Texas death match, and Hangman doesn't give a shit because he needs something and he wants it tonight. That's when Dan Lambert comes back out. Dan Lambert skips at the end of this and just say, "Hey, he fell through a table." I hate to do it. I just hate Lambert. No, I know. I'm not going over Dan Lambert. At least Jake the Snake came out with him too, Uh, and uh, eventually Lance Archer comes down and says, uh, "Here we go." Uh, and we get into a little bit of brawl. Lance Archer does wind up getting the best of uh, Hangman Adam Page. He blackouts. He puts him in the blackout through the timekeeper's table, tells him everything changes next week when he becomes a new world champion. Fuck this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with fuck this whole thing. I think the match can be good. But, see, uh, I, I never thought I'd say this. I have zero interest in this. Well, listen, the interest is different than the, like, interest, yeah, like, to me, it doesn't really make sense. Lance Archer comes out of nowhere and is like, I get the shot, but I think the match can be good. You know what I mean? Isn't the like, match next week? Yes, yeah, it is. it's next week. We'll won't be, we there. be there. We will so, be yeah. there. So get some interest, Matthew. I'm not, because I'm going to have to, because they're going to give me the, the dog shit that we talk about next. I'm going to fucking fall asleep through that. Yeah, so uh, they're lining up this uh, feud. I don't think anybody needs to add anything there unless you want to. I do feel like this is a very pedestrian title run for Adam Page. Like coming out of this amazing feud, the story leading up to this match with Kenny Omega. Like, I disagree. I mean, he had those two great matches with. Yeah, uh, that's Daniels, it. Man. Like, we—he's your world champion. I just feel like he should be like featured more. I don't know. I just. I mean, this is this is kind of the same problem they have with Britt Baker. The champion seems to be the one they struggle to book the most because they don't. They're almost afraid to give challengers the loss, so they don't put anyone super strong there because you don't want to give them loss. But if that's fine, give them someone then like Ricky Starks or someone who like. Right, would you be okay mad at like Adam Page and Wheeler Utah? No, I'm, I I get that you don't want your heavyweight title defended all the time. Like it has to be special. But again, that's why I mentioned Ricky Starks. He could go into that feud. He could lose it, but it would be a huge deal that he was in it, and you'd have entertaining promos, and you'd have great matches. So next week will be eighty nine days, eighty eight days. So he he's defended. He's wrestled once a month since he won the title. I mean, but Omega didn't wrestle every month, you know, for for the title. So that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is this. Here's what worries me. Like. I don't doubt that the match will be good, right? I have hopes for this match because I think Archer's a good, a, you know, a good wrestler. Hangman's a good wrestler. And I think these guys can have a good match. What worries me is that we're, we're like a month out of a pay-per-view and they've done zero advances to get us to care about a pay-per-view, right? Like what, what are our stories going into revolution? We have zero, except maybe Brandy and Paige Van Zandt. Well, I think they're going to run back MJF and, and Punk. I think that's what tonight's ending was about. But I agree with you that um, there's no feud for a single title on, <laughs> on the show. Sure. Like, there's not one for TNT or the world. 
there's I mean I get the open challenge aspect or whatever but like build a feud out um I yeah it, it's concerning that the pay-per-view is a month away and we don't really have anything here I'm excited for Archer versus Paige from a ring perspective him having two old man managers is and neither of them doing anything of value sucks he's great like i don't know why they can't figure it out with him i don't know why they went so far off of what they were doing when they first introduced jake with him like the vignettes were cool and it was working and then all of a sudden like he started getting real weird and sexual and now dan lambert's there talking about cancel culture like none of that makes sense um i gotta say and i know i'm a mark for him but man i miss eddie kingston tonight <laughs> Like, that guy is guaranteed to make whatever he's in feel important. Nothing on tonight's show felt that important outside of the main event. Like, I, there was nothing that felt like it had any weight to it tonight. Um, except, like, a cool idea that came out of left field. But I don't know if it's going to materialize. So, like, nothing nothing felt heavy hitting today at all. And uh, there was a lot I liked about the main event match. But the outcome was a little... Eh, for me. See, our friend over here at Wrestling Vibes, I think I, me and him, are, I think, are on the same page. Or her. I'm sorry. My apologies. Dynamite is an assembled show, so Hangman has ended up feeling like just another character in an assembled show, which isn't great. He's been excellent in segments he's had, though. He just doesn't feel like a like. I don't feel like they're presenting him as a world champion, and I'm kind of with... I love Lance Archer, and the match next week might be a banger, but the Dan Lambert and J Dan Lambert, I fucking can't stand. And Jake is just like, he's there and then he's got COVID and he's got OC, whatever the fucking lung disease thing. He's like, it, it, there's just no consistency with Lance Archer. Then he gets fucking concussed and he's gone and he comes back and I'm like, yay, Lance Archer and, and Adam Page. But then I'm like, why is Dan Lambert? Like, I just. If they wanted yeah. someone who's kind of sleepy and gets COVID all the time, you could put me up there. You know what I mean? very true so a couple things one wrestle vibes is a guy because i he actually has a youtube channel that you guys should check out good videos on like history and stuff and he's supported the show and he's, he puts out some good stuff but two i agree and that and but even in ensemble cash you can have a star your, your your champ should always be the star yes we're an ensemble like saturday night live i just saturday night live is an ensemble show will ferrell was the star yeah like just put him in segments that give him a chance to shine. Even if he's not defending the title, put him in matches. Right, but I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's either a star or he's missing. Like he's competing with Punk, Danielson, Moxley, MJF. Like he is lost in the shuffle right now. I just think they don't have a story. They the problem is the same as Britt. They don't have a real story, and it's. It's impossible for me to think that you have your champions not involved in some sort of major story. Like, I appreciate the fact they're really trying to get you to care about this match next week. But beyond that, what is there for me to care about? And they have to get to this pay-per-view. So, I like, think... Oh, sorry, Aunt. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, it's... You know, so so... What are we going to do after next week? Because it's not going to continue to be Lance. So who's going to emerge? They don't have 
anything lined up. It oh, can't be God. Kenny. Is it just going to be like Keith Lee walking in? Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the one that makes like the most logical sense. I think part of it is what happens is like one thing they're very good at is they have like these background stories running, right? Like Punky Kingston's probably not done really, but it's not on my screen every week. It's just simmering in the background. The thing that was simmering in the background for him is the thing that he won the title off of. And so it's almost kind of like they blew their load on that. And now they don't have like anything that's just like cooking and, and like slow burning. Like the Danielson stuff was so good. And it just feels like they didn't think about, okay, then what? Um, I'm also wondering if they're they're waiting on something with Miro. Because I feel like that seems like a very, very logical challenger for them. Um, and I just don't know what like his health situation is. But I think Cole makes a ton of sense. Miro, um, for sure, whenever he's healthy. And my bigger thing is, like, I don't think he needs to have a super long title reign, so I want it to be a successful title reign. Like, I don't think he's holding this title for a year. I think he's holding it for, like, six months, maybe, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think he needs it that long. But I, I understand. And it's, again, it's not even just this championship. Like, Punk and Danielson shouldn't feel more important on my screen than the champion like it, it shouldn't be presented to me that way regardless of like how i personally feel right so um but yeah it's concerning that there's like not a lot of juice going into a pay-per-view that's in a month yeah adam and, cole and would I like, be a good feud i do yeah i do like the thought of adam cole and hangman adam page but what's what's the story here right like why do why do i care about that they're both great but there has to be a reason for this. So I, you know, is Adam, Adam Cole has to be done with orange Cassidy. Now he's right. got to get, get past that. And now if we're going to put him on track with Adam Cole, then that's where we need to start focusing this story because right now it hasn't happened yet. He hasn't, you know, I know the promo tonight that Adam Cole had, you know, essentially was him saying, I want a title shot without, explicitly saying i'm going after the title but there's three weeks after next week give me something i have to get something to seek my sink my teeth into and they still haven't done that with the women they're sort of doing that with the tag team titles but i don't think they're gonna extend this to the pay-per-view you know what i mean so like i just I'm concerned with this is the first time I'm concerned with them kind of going into a pay-per-view where I really don't feel like they have a whole lot to really feel invested in for a pay-per-view. <sighs> yes. I, I was sighing into the okay. microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like I think they're places. the problem is like I think they timed things wrong. Like if you want Adam Cole to be the challenger, then you should have done the the Orange Cassidy ma match a few weeks ago, and then you could have had him building himself back up, claiming he wants the title while having to win a bunch of matches. You could have Hangman beating Archer, and you would have had two different stories going on at the same time, and it would have been that double build that they like. But to do it in three weeks is too soon. You can get away with a quick build on the TNT and the tag titles because that's what those divisions are. They're all TNT's open challenges and tag teams. It's just all a bunch of really good teams that could win it at any point. Your world title needs a build. And it. 
What? So here, let's. I'll paint a picture for you. Right, Adam mm-hmm. Cole's gonna wrestle Evil Uno on Rampage. He wins. He's undefeated. Uh, Adam Page is successful in his title defense against Lance Archer on Wednesday night. Uh, it's a Texas death match. These guys beat the dog shit out of each other. Uh, Adam Page is in the middle of the ring on his hands and knees. He's cradling the title. Uh, Adam Cole runs down, fucking knee to the back of the dome, picks up the title, the stands over Adam Page. Okay. Do, are we buying this? This is what sets the ball rolling for the next three weeks. I could. It's Adam Cole. And it's Adam Page. Look, Adam Page is not a bad wrestler, and he could he can go. It's not his fault. What's going on isn't on him. It's the story right. they're no, giving him. I understand, but I mean... Because his you... feud did feel like the most important when it was when it was with Danielson. Now, granted, that's Danielson, but it's also how they presented it. But Adam Cole is at that level that he can step in and be like, yeah, I believe right. it. He's so there. if something like that happens Wednesday night, are you are you in for revolution, Adam Cole, Adam Page? Yes, I am. Yeah, but you could tell me that the day before revolution and I feel like I would just be in on it. I would prefer they did that with a, a longer burning story, but, um, but yeah, let's go. What if Adam, uh, Asian Joe says we get page in the box reunion versus Cole red dragon. Then what if that match at revolution sets up that puts that storyline in motion? But how are we getting to that? That's my issue. How, how are we getting to that? Matches because... picture. No, but but just just Adam Cole coming down and you know giving the knee to the back of the head for um you know to Adam Page doesn't set up that three on three. You know what I mean? Like for, no, for- but you so you could do that and then set that match up at Revolution, and then there can be a point in Revolution where Adam Cole needs the Young Bucks to super kick Adam Page. And they are super hesitant to do that. Maybe Red Dragon throws the super kick, and then the Young Bucks turn around and super kick Red Dragon, and then there's lines in the sand now. And then you have to watch Ramp uh, Dynamite Wednesday night after people to find out where the Young Bucks stand. Are they with Adam Cole, or are they with? Are they going back to Adam Page? Yeah, I get it. It's just like I don't, I don't. If we're gonna do Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the title at the pay-per-view. I don't want there to be all that schmaziness during a title shot on a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, they don't normally do that. So, like, I just, I wouldn't like that because I feel like it would take away from Adam Page, right? Like, if we got to get all these other guys involved now and he retains because somebody's super kicking the other guy and, you know, all that bullshit. To me, it takes away from from him. But what if it's the fact that they don't get involved? What if that's the story? That they were supposed to do something and they just didn't? I guess that's fine. We'd have to see how it plays out. But again, it's just how important does that feel to me? At this at this point, I almost feel like this, you know, the elite is, you know, is whatever but- at this point. They've been in this position before, right? What do we mm-hmm. see? Uh, Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Like they kind of threw that triple threat together like a week before the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was, I think, a function of injury. But yeah, that was a quick thrown together thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to see how it plays out. We don't have to keep needling at it. But 
we'll see next week at the Texas death match. And then we get, um, Jericho backstage with this fresh dye job. And apparently we're still dealing with lingering internal issues with, uh, the inner circle. So next week, Jericho, circle jerk. that's right. We're going to do a circle jerk in the middle of the ring. Um, and everybody should be there, especially Ortiz and Santana for what they did last week to Jericho. So we, uh, hype up the cards. We'll talk about the cards here when we get past the show, but we're at our main event. Now folks, I will say this. When I saw the card tonight, four matches, I thought for sure they're going to throw something else in the middle here that we weren't aware of. They did not. We had a 45 minute main event. I did not think we were going to get 45 minutes from punk versus MJF. Um, but as we get through this match, there is a point in the middle of the match where MJF wins by referee stoppage. Now he applies a sleeper hold to punk, but he's got taper a rope around punk's neck. So he's choking him out. He hides it from Bryce Remsburg, that friggin' hand job. Um, he hides it from Remsburg's sight. And then when, uh, he stops the match, uh, and has his arm raised, uh, the rope or the tape falls out. So Remsburg restarts the match and we continue on as we get through the rest of this match. Eventually Wardlow comes down to the ring. He's conflicted. He kind of walks down towards MJF. He's looking at punk. Uh, he steps aside to leave MJF to CM punk and, uh, MJF gets thrown in the ring. Wardlow runs some interference to keep Bryce Remsburg distracted. MJF punches Punk with the diamond ring. And MJF wins in Chicago by pinfall with the loaded punch. And we see post-match that Wardlow passed the ring to MJF. So uh, it looks like right now all is well in the world of MJF and Wardlow. Uh, we go off air with MJF sitting cross-legged in the ring uh, in front of CM Punk's body, declares himself the new best in the world. Kate loved it. And that's the end of the show. Kate agrees. MJF is the best in the world. Now, Matt, yes. you saw this match. So I want to go to you first since you've been awfully quiet all night. Have I been quiet all night? First of all, props to Kyle K. Sparks. Uh, I forgot who said it, but saw it on Twitter tonight. Ah. Inner Circle has more meetings than St. Anger era Metallica. Fantastic. Uh, I thought this match was unbelievable. The storytelling, the selling, everything made sense. Both guys went out there and did it, did it 110%. The, the choking with the rope is a Roddy Piper thing that he used to do way back in the day that no one ever fucking does anymore uh, and I thought it was beautifully executed and it was done perfectly and it just makes sense if you have somebody in a sleeper hold or a uh, a, a choke hold or whatever you want to call it and your arm is uh, obstructing their view of the rope around their neck how's the referee going to see it I thought it was done wonderfully um, not to mention Matt don't mean to cut you off but for the past however many weeks, how many times did MJF said he was better than Piper? So it was fantastic. Just just a wonderful storytelling job. Uh, I was surprised to see that at 9.15 we started intros. Um, 
The stuff with Wardlow was fantastic because they've been like teasing us for the last couple of weeks. Where does he stand? I completely missed him throw the ring to MJF. Uh, they did that executed beautifully. Um, I love the the result uh, to Kate's point before where we talked about revolution. They're definitely going to run this back. Um, I think a fun thing about MJF is that the reason you don't see him wrestle so much is because he's so fucking good that I think he would be so fucking over as a babyface just from his in-ring ability. He could, you know, like when we went to fucking Long Island, he was over as fuck. If he was out there every week wrestling, dude, kid can wrestle. He wrestles fucking balls off. So uh, I fucking loved it, man. It, it, I think it's the best main event we've seen in Dynamite history, and it could easily be talked about for match of the year in another 10 months. Kate, you are now the resident MJF, Mark. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this match? So I've really, to everyone's surprise, I'm sure, I, I thought this was great. Um, I think they they operate in similar worlds from a wrestling psychology standpoint, like both of them do. So seeing two people that have appreciations for things like that was was just really wonderful we got a pepsi plunge for the first time in forever we got a really great poison rana too um i appreciate things like this is one thing that eddie guerrero did that i love um when he was being choked out with a rope punk tried to make the referee understand that like there's so many times i feel like somebody gets hit with something or is being choked with something and they like don't communicate with the referee about the fact that it's happening. Like little things like that matter so, so much in a main event wrestling match. That's 40 minutes long or whatever. Um, he was really, I think hanging in there for like a good 35 of them. And then punk definitely <laughs> cast toward the end. Can't blame him. Um, I, you know, I, I try not to pick on distraction finishes when they do them so rarely. And this one made sense. It's just like when I get a match like that, like I'm I'm someone that just prefers clean ending endings like 100% of the time. Um, I don't mind them booking heat either because it's also not something that they go to regularly. And my friend at Fight Club has said this, and I think it's a good way to phrase it. Like if you're going to book heat in someone's hometown and it doesn't follow you to the next town, then it's wasted. But if it's going to follow you to the next town, well done. And I think that's a, this is a really good distinction of that. Um, I think this is going to follow them all the way to revolution. So kudos to that. Um, but just, just a fantastic match. The storytelling in it was so great. Matt's absolutely right. I think MJF would be too over, especially with the crowd that we have in AEW. Like they're smarky. They're going to appreciate all the nerdy stuff um, that MJF is really good at. So him wrestling with scarcity is important. Um, but this, this I thought was a fantastic match. And um, the thing that we keep complaining about in the title picture was not present here of, I didn't know who was going to win. I really thought this could go either way. Um, but I'm excited and a little sad because as a CM Punk mark, like I think the heel turn is now very, very imminent. Um, and it's been really fun just seeing him like genuinely be excited to be back at wrestling, or at least that's how it's come across. But CM Punk is a bad guy is the greatest shit in the world for me. <laughs> so I'm excited for, I think, that story to 
start to to roll downhill a little bit, but I think revolution is going to be something really special. I'm intrigued to see if they put a stipulation on it, if it's going to be in a cage or or something like that. Um, but I think maybe that's where you see a Wardlow turn or something that's got to still be coming, I think. Um, but I, I thought it was a fantastic main event and really as far as like a wrestling match, definitely one of Punk's better ones since he's been back, probably his best one. Like I loved what he did with Eddie, but I feel like that wasn't even like a wrestling match. That was just a fucking fight. <laughs> so um, this was great. And MJF, I know we love to talk about the pillars. He's like the strongest pillar, I think. Like he, he's just so incredibly versatile and, and well-rounded um, that I think he's probably like the guy that this company is going to lean on more than the others to, to propel them into the future. I don't know how you can be smirch hook like that, but okay. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe saying MJF will be proclaiming that he handed Punk his first loss in AEW forever. Uh, put an asterisk next to that, Marky Mark Kayfabe, because Punk handed uh, or MJF handed Punk his first two losses in AEW in the same night, technically. Shlong, um. I think staying on brand, you're going to say you didn't really like this. It was awful. I mean, come on. This could have been a 10 minute match, roll up at finish. Um, no, I listen. I love that we've seen what is it? Omega and Brian went 30, Hangman and, and Brian went 30, and then 60. Um, and then now you've had this go 40, and they've all felt different. This is the most unique. Didn't feel anything like those others, and it was amazing. Shows what Punk is best at. Punk is best at the storytelling aspect of wrestling, not the... I mean, he can do some cool moves, but his whole thing is the story. Um, I think it was, Matt, if I'm wrong, Matt's going to kill me. It was the Harley race callback with the in-the-rope spot where he kept seesawing up and down and getting punched in the face. And the smile on Punk's face it was so genuine of, like, happy that he was pulling off this move. Uh, He's a big Harley race guy. Really big Harley race guy. <laughs> I didn't mind the distraction finish because they had Wardlow slip um, MJF the ring. So it was unique. Like, cause punk didn't think that he needed to worry about Wardlow. Well, he did kind of need to worry about Wardlow, but he thought MJF was fine and totally missed like the sneaky underhand move. It worked. And I know MJF uses the ring all the time, but I have a feeling that's going to be a gimmick somewhere down the road where like they lock the ring in a box or something so that he can't use it. Cause that is how he wins most of his matches. Um, I like that. He, he this was the right outcome. Punk needed to lose. Winning streaks are are bad. I hate to say it that way, but they are. They they get to a point where if you don't lose, what are you going to do? I remember hearing Kevin Ash talk about that with Goldberg, and people can say what they want, but he had a good point. When a guy's undefeated, it gets harder and harder to book him. So Punk needed his loss. Now you can book him against NJF again. You can book him against anyone. And you don't know where it's going to go. Because he can lose now. His loss isn't a big deal. But that first one mattered so much. And if he goes on some sort of losing streak, it's maybe he's lost the maybe he's lost the desire, right? You can play that angle. And uh, maybe he doesn't know how to win anymore in a kind of modern era wrestling. So they can go a whole lot of ways with that. I thought this was a fun main event. Didn't think we were going to get nearly as long a match as we did. It was fantastic. I usually don't love the uh, restarting the match um, 
to me, a lot of stuff, Kate, like I was with you, like when he was signaling to Bryce, like, hey, something's around my neck. Um, to me, it was a lot of like flashbacks to that cheesy late 80s, you know, kind of wrestling, very gimmicky, like overselling, like, hey, my neck. And then even when the rope fell out of MJF's armpit, you know, they both kind of slowly look down and Bryce realized what's going on. I don't always love that stuff, but it works so well here uh, to have it sort of cartoony, gimmicky, you know, kind of end of the match and restart. Um, but it didn't feel out of place. It all felt like it made sense. I really like this. Um, it was a great main event to kind of salvage a, you know, mid, to put it in MJF terms, a mid dynamite. And hopefully, Next week, we have a better uh, show. Uh, so just uh, to touch base on what we've got coming up, Rampage Friday night, we're going to get Adam Cole versus Evil Uno. We will get our FTW championship match, Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. We'll finally get Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. And then we will get our TNT championship match, Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. So far, the only things they've announced for Dynamite in Atlantic City, which the Mark Order will be at, is Hangman Adam Page versus Lance Archer in a Texas death match and the Inner Circle team meeting. Uh, and we'll have a Mark Order podcast meeting when we're all there together. What are you? I'm not working on Wednesday. What are you out of your mind? A meeting? Yeah, we'll be sitting there. We can have a meeting. I don't want to have a meeting. So, guys, uh, not a whole lot of news and notes that we didn't discuss tonight. You want to um, have a meeting? Sure. Yeah, but I don't want it to... Like, I want there to be an agenda, but not to, anything to do with the podcast. Like, the agenda is like, do we all have our snacks? Yes. The agenda is, y'all need, to, y'all need to peer pressure my wife into going to the actual wrestling show. Okay. And you've I'm been failing, failing on the Discord, failing miserably. What I think needs to be on the agenda is when we're going for Manny Petties. <gasps> Can we focus on one thing at a time here? Wait yeah, Manny Petties. Oh, Dude. I'm sorry. The guy's asking me to stay on track who constantly derails the conversation. My God. I you, can't. Look, I got to make sure Sue is on Wikipedia. I've got right. a lot to do here, man. There's a lot of spoons in the porridge. Uh, you have been given fair warning. If I am not going to see the show, I can get very bored sitting in this chair. So I fuck with the soundboard. Mm-hmm. I ring the bell. Yep. I ramble on about nonsensical really? bullshit. Even when you see the show, you ramble on about nonsensical bullshit. I thought I did a pretty good job talking about CM Punk and MJF. You did a very good job, Matt. You We're did. very happy for you. We're so proud. Look, Rob Humphrey, I don't know what kind of lifestyle Ryan Schlong projects on you on Twitter. He's legit the nicest dude ever. The only, there's no he cannot do anything to make us regret inviting him there. If anything, he'll regret coming with us. There. I oh, want to say challenge accepted, but I really don't have it in me to do that. Like I just don't like <laughs> the. It would. I'd feel bad being like I'm gonna ruin everyone's time. You don't have to ruin it. 
I didn't ruin your time in New Japan. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he's saying make you regret. I didn't regret you being in there, but he's saying make you regret. Like, I can't because then I'd be ruining other people's times. I feel bad. Rob, Ryan is the nicest dude I know. Like, genuinely the nicest person I know. That's You You haven't seen my blackmail files on all of you. I know it. That also means Matt thinks I have a little bit of a mean streak. I like it. Dude, you're a dick. Come on. That's why we get along so well. Hey. What? I like it. Thank you. Dude, you're a dick. That's good. I, I am a dick. We're good with yeah. this. That's why we get a, I'm also a dick, so that's why we get along so well. Just Very two terrible. dicks. Just a meeting of two dicks next week. A couple eight, of dicks. Eight is the balls to both of us. Whoa. Ask me about my wiener. Just two hot dogs in a bun. Oh, no more hot dog discussions, please. We'll make sure Kate has a hot dog at the show. You know what? Um, I'm just trying to not get COVID. That's the only thing. She's going to make a point of getting a cheeseburger, and she thinks she's going to think she's in the clear, and then she's going to eat it top down. Well, we don't have VIP all-you-can-eat seats with free hot dogs, so Kate won't be able to botch another hot dog. We know that. True. So, guys, very few notes from the last week. Um... Johnny Gargano did uh, put something out on Twitter last week because at Beach Break, there were chants for uh, Johnny Wrestling in the uh, Wolstein Center. Uh, and uh, people were expecting him to show up. He did not, but he did put it out there on Twitter. He said, I heard you and you have no idea how much it means to me that you're excited to see me back at it. It's scary to step away because your insecurities say they'll forget about you, but you haven't forgotten. And I promise that I will make it up to you ASAP. So um, Johnny Wrestling hears us. We just don't know where he's going to show up next. Maybe a beach in Michigan. <laughs> Could be. Did anybody watch the PWG Battle of Los Angeles uh, last week? No, but I saw the results. Well, the big news... They don't do a streaming thing. You have to wait for the DVDs to come out. Well, the big news is that Leo Rush got injured again. Do we have to talk about him? No, the big news was that Daniel Garcia won the tournament. Why would you try and use a ruse on me? Because it works. <laughs> Why would you try and use a ruse? It works. His uh, The Red Death was the champion this year. Um... I think that's pretty fucking awesome. He's a great wrestler, young talent. They've talked about him on uh, AEW being kind of the future, uh, you know, one of the pieces of the future. So I think that's uh, great for Daniel Garcia. Congrats to Daniel Garcia for being your uh, your BOLA 2022 champion. Yay! Kate's the COVID 2022 champion. Thank you. It's an Ooh. honor to have claimed that title so early in the year. Did you guys know that AEW, this is the last thing I got. Did you guys know that AEW uh, are putting out an album called Who We Are, A Celebration of Excellent, Excellence, Volume 1? Yes, I did see that. They're putting out physical copies. You can pre-order it now uh, on shopaew.com. Uh, it'll be released Friday, February 18th, uh, exclusively in hard copy format. Uh, 21 tracks includes contributions from artists such as John Connor, Mega uh, Mega Ran, Brinson, Omega Sparks, Montezzi, J. 
Josiah Williams, AEO, AEW's own Max Caster, and Sonny Kiss, and many more. So if that sounds like something you're into, it will be available in physical format. Awesome. Guys, that's all I got. There's no rankings tonight, so nobody could have wrapped. We don't know what's going on heading into the pay-per-view. We do know that Stu is a founding member of Chaos, according to Wikipedia. That's true. That's true. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I did did also forget. Um, There were... uh, There is... uh, Today is a milestone day um, for uh, wrestlers who were released from the WWE on November 4th. That means their contract or their no competes are up. One of the names uh, on that list is Keith Lee. Uh, Killer Cross, I believe, is also on that list. Uh, so um, who Emma knows? Moon, Nixon Newell, uh, yeah. Medium. I'm blood. not on the card. I'm not booked. I know Ember Moon is on. Um, uh, on a card for warrior wrestling, uh, Thunder Rosa versus, um, now Hell Athena. Yeah. That's going to slap. Yeah. two twelve uh, is, uh, is going to be the date. I don't know where it's taking place just cause I don't have all the details in front of me, but, um, <laughs> <Just kidding>. warriors <laughs> of wrestling, I believe. Yes. It's warrior wrestling. Um, warriors of wrestling. What I'm looking at just says warrior wrestling and it is a oh, graphic. Yeah. Shooting at the walls of heartache. That show also has Bandito versus Dante Martin, Warhorse versus Dante Castle. Correct. The, uh, Ding. The, the Briscoes versus the Workhorsemen. Uh, Santana versus Speedball. Lince Dorado versus Sam Adonis. The Acclaimed versus Casey and Cage. Uh, Alize versus Blue. Zayn versus Reed versus Gringo versus Blake. So it looks no, like. What? going to be a pretty killer show but yeah so a lot of these guys uh 90 day are up we'll see where they show up that's it that's all i got for real this time all right i do know (laughs) it just goes all right i can tell you that the mark order podcast will be in atlantic city next wednesday night so we will not be here on wednesday bless you Excuse we me. will uh, probably do a show Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, guys. You good for Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday next week, you'll be able to check out the Mark Order podcast a little earlier uh, so that we can talk about our experience in Atlantic City. Ryan Schlong could pretend he didn't show up because he wasn't invited. And I'll have will... COVID a fourth time. That's right. <laughs> Kate will be coming down with COVID. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Kate, uh, where are you when you're not here? Uh, where are any of us, really? But you can find me on Tuesdays on Fightful YouTube after NXT doing Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski. Here, obviously, every Wednesday with these fellers. Uh, and then Ding! Fridays doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown. Poster. I'm going to not get you your issue one. They didn't make a, a print copy, Kate. Oh, fuck me then. Uh, pass. She's just been lying to you the whole time. Am I the only one who caught him saying pass? 
that seemed uh, friends don't anyway Thanks. I have AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show on Fightful YouTube every Friday with Sean Ross Sapp. I don't know. Matt, yes. Matt, what do you do when you're not on the Mark Weir podcast? <laughs> Try and put air in the air compressor. <laughs> Make up fake words for Wordle. Annoy my wife. I don't fucking know. Fucked if I know. Play with I don't the know. Uh, I do a podcast every Monday night, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, uh, over here on uh, the Shining Wizards at Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media. Every Monday night, about six fifty, we go live. We are available on the same platforms as the Mark Order Podcast, obviously under the Shining Wizards banner. Uh, this week we have the SAT, who recently uh, announced that they are wrestling the Briscoes at GCW uh, in a couple weeks in Atlantic city. So they will be our guests. Uh, we have Sam Adonis coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, Monster Mac fucking Miko weaseled his way back on the show. <laughs> Miko Maestro. Miko Maestro literally takes the, um, you know, when you're like, Oh, anytime you want to come back on, just reach out. He literally does it every time he has something to promote, which is great it's for him. Best. But man, it just spirals out of control. We never talk about his wrestling career. We talk about pizza, tuna, tuna fish on pizza, and playing video games. This time, he says he has something wrestling to promote, so that'll be fun. But yeah, every Monday night on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast at Wizards Podcast on social media, check it out. I am not like this on Monday nights. Yeah, I mean it's the B show. So what, what, what is this? Expect? Yes, no, 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 oh. uh, Monday nights. That's rude. What? You just said it about us. I didn't say that. You go this show. No, I, if I'm on the show, it's an A show. That's just. Oh, I understand. Uh, you are the A plus player. All right, maniac. A something. An asshole. Uh huh. Ignoramus. Air that's compressor. An, that's an I. Yeah, throw an A in front of it. Ignoramus. Slong, what are you doing on Monday and Tuesdays? On Journey Monday and off. Tuesdays? While doing that, I am also live tweeting. Oh, uh, Dark and Dark Elevation from Mark Order Pod. Twitter. Jesus! I'm there. I'm there most of the week, too. The only time, apparently, you'll hear me put negative takes out is if we're talking to Sixers and Ben Simmons. So if you want to see me get angry, that's how you do it. I love the big package. Matt loves the big package. I like to say, show Schlong and good night. Fuck it. So, um, Matt said it before, but I'll say it again. If you want some free Mark Order podcast stickers, just DM us on our social at Mark Order Podcast. Let us know where to send them, and I will send stickers anywhere in the world. Uh, at Mark Order Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Find us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks, everybody. Uh, if you are listening in podcast form, we thank you for doing that. Make sure wherever you're listening in podcast form, you're subscribing, rating, reviewing, uh, you know, all those things uh, to help us show up in the algorithms. But we do suggest that you try to watch us uh, on YouTube uh, in video form so you can see Ryan with all his backgrounds and all the crazy bullshit that happens when we are live. So. That's all we got. Remember, <clears throat> programming change next week. We're not here on Wednesday night. We'll be here on Thursday. We'll try to remind you of that. 
But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back on the Mark Order podcast next week. Goodbye and good night. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.